The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian hey, and Alex. Hello. We've got some listener feedback, a bunch of news, and we want to talk about some Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which is a lot of fun to say. Just want to put that out there. Bandersnatch. Yeah, that Bandersnatch. <laughs> but before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. Thank you to Jason K. and Gojo for their contributions. And also thank you to Alan for his awesome contribution. For a ridiculous contribution. Which was completely caught me off guard. And we are very appreciative. I'm trying very to just assume it's going to disappear. Yeah. It's just a one month, even kinda. before next month charges <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it's like he, he sent us this to make sure his email got read, but what he doesn't realize is that we read literally anything that gets sent. Yeah. To us. Cause because he, there's not much to read. You could send us your shopping long. list and we would read it. I'll read air. it out loud on air. You're like, well, you know, the almond milk's kind of a little much, but read some Shakespeare, send it along. Yep. Yep. Uh, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Uh, Horror Movie Yearbook just put out an episode about uh, Kevin in the Woods, which I have not listened to yet, but I'm very excited because that's one of my favorite horror yeah. movies. That is a fantastic It's one I've movie. seen, so I'll, I will actually listen yes. to that episode. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited for that. Other than that, there's nothing in the TV realm that's coming back as of yet, so uh, we're still kind of in waiting mode there. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. We're good. Cool. I'm going to read Alan's email real quick here. Cool. Hello, gentlemen. I know you've been looking for some listener top five moments. I didn't have time to listen through all the podcasts again, but here are a few that stu- here, few, here are a few things that stuck in my mind. Number one. I really enjoyed your coverage of PAX. It was really nice and descriptive. For most of us, it didn't have the pleasure of being able to go. It really felt like you took me on a journey. I felt like there, I was there with you all. I wish I was there with you all. Two, generally any talk of how small Brian's mouth is. I feel as though, <laughs> I feel as though this comes up on average every 10 episodes or so. He got a purdy mouth and deliverance voice. I got, oh, I got a text on Wednesday because Nick was listening to last week's episode and I just got an LMAO quote. Where should we should we measure Brian's mouth on air? End quote. <laughs> we should. Did you, you should go get a, a measuring go tape. get a caliper yeah. so that I can just. Oh, I have calipers. At home. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I don't right. know if they make them small enough. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> That's why they have like the thing. It's for measuring the inside yep. width of something. Like yeah, and it's, they're usually t- very and pointed. Then at the end of it, you'll look like the Joker because we'll slice your. Oh, know how I got. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> 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 Do you know how many times I've watched The Dark Knight in the past week? A lot? Yeah, like four times. That's crazy. They put it on Netflix. What am I supposed to do? It's just so easy to click and play. Now I'm just excited because there's so many other voices we need to try and make Brian do, but we'll save it for a future <laughs> yeah, yeah. episode. Yes. Okay, uh, number three, your general coverage of indie games. For people like me who are casual gamers, it's something I don't really think much of. think of much. But listening to y'all talk about these indie games makes me do some research on the market as a whole, and dropping a few bucks for a game that's engaging is a steal. Hold up, y'all? Yeah, I know. He's gone full Texas. That's what yeah. I was thinking. 
How do you say y'all with a Scottish accent? <laughs> I don't, he needs to. He should have recorded this. So Scottish. Could... <laughs> y'all. <laughs> I love you, Alan. <laughs> uh, number four. <clears throat> Probably around episode 40, you really started getting into talking about PSVR. Uh, enough so I went and tried it at Best Buy. Not enough for me to buy it, but it, it goes from strength to strength. I'd love to invest in it. I'm not if it if it goes from strength. I don't know what that means necessarily. If it keeps it's gonna get better. Okay, strength to strength. Okay, it must be a Scottish thing. Yeah, I, I, that's my assumption of what it means. If it but. gets better and better, then he'd love to invest <laughs> in it. There we go. Uh, and number five, just getting to listen to some of my best friends chat every week. It makes me miss you all and miss Michigan. I wish I could be worth be there with you all. Anyway, enough of my nostalgic shite. Happy 100th. Much love, Alan. Cool. Alan. Thank you again for sending in something. You were the only person who did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we love you for it. And, we, and for your contribution to the Patreon is very much appreciated. Uh, we're going to use it to buy Brian mouth surgery. <laughs> we'll keep reading your emails even if you take the money away. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, yeah. And if it was a mistake, you can take it back. It's fine. It's I, totally We cool. understand. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to be 10. <laughs> it was supposed to be a Ten dollar. Cents. He forgot that. Yeah. He forgot the uh, decimal on the. <laughs> <clears throat> but no thank you very much that was a nice look back at kind of like the arc of what we've talked about and mm-hmm. you know it, it we are actually three days off of our fourth anniversary oh, oh wow because right that it's first that episode long? went on the film Damn. nerds feed on january 10th 2015 and so. that first episode covered destiny yes it did. And guess have, what we're gonna talk about today we're talk about a lot of <laughs> destiny today yeah just happened to to work out that way <sighs> yeah yeah. Uh, what have you guys been playing before we jump into news? Destiny. <laughs> yeah, I know you've been playing Destiny. I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six. I also p- picked up uh, Civilization Six on my iPad, which uh, it was on sale. I think it was like half off or something like that. So totally worth it if you're a Civ fan. Um, the iPad is a great interface for playing a game like that. If you have a, a nice iPad. Yeah, yes. if you have one that can actually run it. Um, I kind of wish I had the bigger iPad. but the, Well, like uh, this one? Yeah, like your giant one. <laughs> or that one? <laughs> yep. Yeah. You can both shut up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Civ 6 runs really well on it. I played a lot of that. Played a lot of Solitaire. Played a lot of Catan. Um, that's about it. Played a lot of Rainbow Six. Well, I mean, you were away from all your gaming stuff, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I did go on a fancy trip. Did was, you bring your Switch? I didn't take it with me, actually. Really? Yeah, I left it at home. I figured I was going to be on a boat. Like, what the hell am I going to do with the Switch? Like, I'll, you know. Like, play games? I ended up reading a lot. <laughs> if I'm going to throw it out there of other things I did, I read the Beastie Boys book, and I highly recommend that to anyone who's interested in anything at all involving music. It is super cool to see the history of that group and what they've done and become and where they are now. It's kind of sad that MCA is no longer with us. Pour some out. Uh, but they would still be making music right now if he was. And mm-hmm. that's that's something to say about these dudes who've been doing this since the 70s when they were like 14 years old. And now they're they're like they're still they're like they have that compulsion to keep creating enough to where they wrote a whole book about it. So yeah. it's kind of like us doing 100 episodes of a podcast for, for four, four years, whole yeah. years, four whole years. And maybe if like you died or something, Brian, we would have to stop because yeah. they started couldn't. if they started making food that's too big. <laughs> And you couldn't eat, feed yourself. Or just because I'm old. Or old, yeah. That too. Anyways, uh, so that's what I've played. Alex? Uh, I was in a real funk. I tried to find things to play while I was on my holiday break still up until this past Monday. I had a dark time where I tried to play Kingdom Hearts again. And I was like, no, <laughs> this, I, can't, I can't do it anymore for some reason. Uh, and... 
I don't know. I've I played more of that game Time Spinner, which is great. It is very much a Symphony of the Night clone. It wears it on its sleeve, and it's and it's a lot of fun. Uh, close to beating it, I think, but not quite there. Uh, but more importantly, I started playing. Um, well, before I get to that. Uh, I've also been dabbling with the Swift Playgrounds app on the iPad Pro, which is kind of like a, hey, we'll kind of teach you to code using these games. Um, And Hmm. it's fun. It gets complicated by, like, the second set of the intro to coding stuff. And um, I really need to, like, focus on it and, like, dedicate some time to it in order to actually do it. But it is pretty cool. One of these days we'll make a game. Yeah. I, I would love to. I, I installed all of the Game Maker stuff and then never opened it. Yeah, I, in, I installed <laughs> all of it, too. I, I bought a whole set of Udemy uh, Academy like programming uh, uh They have some good courses. deals on that stuff yeah. sometimes. Yeah, they, like, well, that's really the thing. Is, like, the, one of the main dudes who writes Udemy courses uh, had a deal going where you can get his entire library for like $10. And I yeah. was like, that sounds like an easy 10 bucks to spend. I'll do that. So I did. And it has all the videos and everything. Like He walks you through the whole bit. Like he showed, You can download all the, the tile sets and things that you need from, from the Udemy course. And it seemed pretty cool. So hopefully like at some point... I'll actually start doing that again when I have some free time. But I know. loaded in a bunch of books um, that I got from like a humble bundle yeah. that were all like coding books. I haven't started reading through them yet, but I, it's kind of hard because you kind of like, where should I really start? You could try to futz around with Unity, or we've got the Game Maker stuff at our at our fingertips, so we could try that. The Swift stuff on on iTunes is great too. So it's kind of like there's a lot of different ways for somebody to get started, and I know that. In a lot of cases, the basics of coding transfer from one language to another, but it's still intimidating to kind of be like, where should I start? So, Nico, if you're listening and you want to let us know how you got your start and he was using a specific program, I think. I don't remember what it is or what the engine was, but I'm pretty sure it was like a particular like programming, you know, just much like Game Game Maker has its own GML language and like Unity has its own language. I think he was using a similar thing that had its own language. And, and some of it, from what he showed me, it was similar to Game Maker in the sense that it had like drag and drop like functions that you could put in place and then create your own logic programs out of that. Because okay. that's essentially all programming is, is if-then <clears throat> statements. If this happens, then this happens yeah. in response, blah, blah, blah. And you just create those trees of responding. Mm-hmm. So it, it, if I recall correctly, what he was using was very similar to that. Okay. Well, Nico or anybody listening, if you've dabbled in making games or programming itself and you have recommendations let us know but uh yesterday i started playing return of the Oberdin in earnest I saw that oh my god that game is awesome i think if i beat it it would have been my number one really honestly like it's so after like a few hours you feel that yeah way? it's so cool okay. like it's so unique and interesting for those who don't know it's a game set in like the 1800s and you're an insurance adjuster and you have to go on to a boat that was discovered and as the insurance adjuster you have to figure out what happened to the 60 people that were on the boat in order to understand what the insurance claim should really be and this was made by the guy who did papers please yes yes uh it's got a very unique graphical style there's a bunch of different like old style um it looks like if you took a, a game boy game from like the 1980s and made it 3d yeah yeah exactly yeah it's monochrome right? um, yeah yeah but uh it's 
it's just so interesting. You're like using this little stopwatch to walk up to like a corpse that you see. And then when you activate the stopwatch, it'll take you to a scene. Like you'll hear a little bit of dialogue and it'll take you to a scene where you see like somebody getting shot and you can follow the bullet back to the person that shot it. So then, you know, these two people killed each other, but you might not know their names until you go look at a different memory from earlier on in the ship. It's super complicated. There's 60 people to identify. You have to figure out who they are, how they killed and who killed them. And then every time you figure out three of those, like all three of those for three different people, it'll say, hey, you got these right. Good job. And then you know those ones are true, but that means if you had anybody else that you had guessed things for, then you know that those are wrong or incomplete, essentially. And can you go back and change them? Yeah, you can go back and change them, but it's hard to brute force because of the three thing. Because right. it's like if you don't have two other people that you know are true, then you can't sit there and brute force the third. Right. So it's 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 interesting in that way, but... Uh, it's fun. It makes you feel like a like a Sherlock Holmes or something like that. Of like yeah. I'm sitting here listening to the scene play out and then watching everything. You'll notice that some people are hidden like from the normal view, or you don't know that the memory is as big as 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 you realized, and you can like head back up the ship to see what else is happening as you were lower on the ship and stuff like that. So it's fantastic. I think it's worth every dollar. That's sweet. And it probably would have been. Uh, one of my top games of 2018 had I played it at the time. So I definitely recommend it to everybody. It's called The Return of Oberdin. It's on Steam. It's o- on a lot of Game of the Year lists from O-B-R-A-D-I-N-N. last year. O-B-R-A-D-I-N-N, yeah. There are a lot of people that, that um, liked it quite a bit. So, Based on what I've read and how much I liked Papers, Please, which I know is not the same style of game, but I, I assume that guy would make a good game again, and apparently he, he has... Just, I really want to play it, but it's. Uh, I'm just gonna wait till it goes on sale. It's like him and Zachtronics that have this like interesting lens on like these are things that most people probably think are boring, but can still make a compelling video game out of them. Mm-hmm. So I think they they kind of have this like really unique perspective on what a game can be, and yeah. it's probably like the kind of way that I would want to go if I were to make games, but. Zachtronics does like the coding games, right? They did a coding game most recently, but they also did Magnum Opus, and they oh, also did okay. um, Chem Space Chem, Chem Space Chem, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. where you're building molecules with reactors and stuff you, like you that. You bought Magnum Opus, right? I did. I I, yeah, I, I still, played I the to, first couple, but I haven't really. I need you to install that. Yeah, gank it on my uh, my I, Steam. I reinstalled Prey after Brian was talking about beating Prey because I was like, I want to beat Prey. Yeah, but I'll probably never beat it, yeah. but it's loaded. There you go. I have Sea of Thieves loaded too. If you guys you ever want to, you should play Oberdin. We off should of definitely well. play Sea of Thieves. Yeah, we should. We have a lot of things we need to play. We should, but there's so many good games coming out. But it's then w- when we're all actually online together, we just play Rainbow Six. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, well, because I'll start playing something else, and then someone will be like, "Hey, Rainbow," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Like <laughs> yeah. every time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else did you play? Anything else, Brian? Yeah, I, I had the kind of a similar problem, like. I gaming just, ADD. Yeah, I think we're I all in that role right to... now because there's a bunch of stuff coming out, and we're like, we don't really want to get invested in anything like else older because the new shit's about to drop. So, yeah. I mean, I did play a lot of Destiny. Like after that initial hurdle of like not being a high enough power level. Yeah, um, I've been enjoying the new content. It's definitely grindy, but in a fun way because you get 
good, unique rewards out of it. Oh, there's grinding? Yeah. Shocking. Some, oh, my gosh. Oh. Um, I've really taken a liking to Gambit, like, more than before even now that we like i'll play with Corey and we actually have a cohesive strategy kind of okay even when we have like two deadbeats on our team we can actually win most of the time just because we know what we're doing um but uh yeah beside that i like bounce around with a ton of games um i played some more black ops 4 but like not uh not blackout mode. I was playing team deathmatch and stuff. Okay. And I definitely like it. It's just, it's a good call of duty game. You but don't, you I, don't feel like the running has a lot of bounce to it. Well, yeah, but that's call of duty's just like that. It seems worse than normal. I think you're just not used to it anymore because that's of the way rainbow possible. six is. Um, and that's the only game you play for the most part. Yeah. Shooter wise. Um, I played more magic, the gathering arena. Definitely dig that. Are you winning? I won most of my games, but okay. I have a really crappy deck right now. Yeah. And I think I have enough. Sounds gold. like you should spend some money on it. Um, No. At most, I'll spend $5 because they have like a starter kit thing you can get. That's a really, it's a, actually, they give you a lot for $5. That's cool. It's just five bucks. So, Is um, there no way to buy that with the gold in game? No. Okay. Um. Can you, more. can you get packs with gold that you yeah, earn? And yeah, get? Okay. it's actually, honestly, it's way more generous with the gold than uh, Hearthstone is. Okay. Hearthstone, to get a pack, takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, and Magic the Gathering, I feel like you can average at least a pack a day if you play and you do all the quests stuff. So we're talking probably like an hour or two of play and you can get at least a pack. That's cool. Um, sometimes more, sometimes less, I guess. Uh, a lot of that depends on winning. Like, so, um, what else? Uh, played more battlefield five. Don't really have much to say about that other than it feels like it runs smoother than the last time I played it. Like a couple months ago. That's good. Um, you posted that link a while back ago. about the time to kill stuff. Does that feel any better? They, now? they actually, uh, didn't go with that from what i understand it feels like the time to kill is fast like it was originally okay they they kind of um i can't think of the term right now but you know. reconsidered what they yes, wanted to do they, they reconsidered and yeah because it, it was people were saying it was too fast and they were gonna yeah well like new players were saying it was it was kind of that sort of thing like they've been wishy-washy with shit with destiny yeah it's kind of like that. Like people, it's not newbie friendly at all. Mm. If you are not used to call or battlefield games and you're more used to like call of duty or something. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you die quick, but I feel like it should be that way. Cause it's a war game. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> With you know, semi realistic weapons and such. Um, Some of the most brutal wars of history. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, recent history anyway. Um, I did after we talked about into the breach so much, I went back into the breach a little bit. <laughs> um, and that didn't go that well. <laughs> like I had fun, but I fucked up bad on one of my turns and it was over. Yep. And it sucks. Cause I, w I started playing that game on normal 
and I would get to the end island like every time. Yeah. And I would lose on the last battle. So then I'm like, okay. And then I lost like one of my pilots I had forever. Mm. And that pissed me off and I stopped playing. And then I started playing again on easy because I'm like, I want to at least play through it once because I just, I never would finish the whole thing. Um, but for some reason on easy, it's significantly easier, but I keep making like stupid mistakes because mm. I'm playing faster than I should be. Yeah. Because it's easier. Yeah. And yeah, there's not really any room for mistakes in that game. Um, yeah, I fought real hard to not buy that one on Switch because I had it on sale for like ten dollars. Oh, I really? Had like, I had like Shit. twenty bucks worth of Switch credit, <sighs> and I was like, I want this, but I don't think I'm gonna play it that much, and I already own it elsewhere. And I would totally rebuy it for ten yeah, bucks. I should have. I didn't, but um, still hoping for an iPad version. Like I said, because yeah. I think I'd actually prefer playing it on the iPad than the Switch. Yeah. Um. I played The Sims 4, which I... Had, I saw you because playing was, The Sims, and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, who is he torturing now? No, I didn't do he any... Made, he made versions of us that he could give right. small mouths and no, burn alive. No locking people in a two-by-two room with an espresso machine. <laughs> Not this time. Or no no putting people in a pool and taking the ladder away. They couldn't... Yeah. <laughs> they used to not be able to climb out if yeah. there was no ladder. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just wanted to see, because I had heard a lot of things about them kind of simplifying it and taking a lot of shit out, and it's 100% true. Hmm. But, you know, of course there's a lot of paid DLC, like a lot. <laughs> it's not cheap. Yeah. Like, just to have cats and dogs and shit, it's like $40. You're paying for the the Origin Access, but not Premiere? No, right? I'm paying for Premiere... So that's the it highest worth, level, right? Yeah, I believe all the vault games, even for the cheap $30 a year um deal, all the vault games include which would include The Sims 4, I think, are free to play. But it doesn't include the DLC. But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't include DLC, I don't think, and it doesn't um include the new games like Battlefield 5 yeah. and Anthem. Yeah. That, so I went with the premiere because I wanted to play battlefield five and anthem and there's like a shit ton of other games in there that i want to play too um like i installed mass effect and i installed like a ton of graphics mods so it actually looks okay Hmm. um because i had never played it on pc before uh and then i picked up the you get a discount on there and this was also on sale i don't know why it's not in the vault but uh syndicate from 2012 that Hmm. starbreeze studios made yeah I was always curious about it, but I didn't buy it because I was pissed they didn't make an isometric strategy syndicate game because the original syndicate is one of my favorite games of all time. So I was a little upset about that. (laughs) Even though I love first-person shooters, it just seems silly to me. Um, But finally, it was like like four bucks or something, so I was like, I'm going to buy this because I'm curious. And it seems a little too simplistic, but I don't know. They they could have done a better job, I feel. But I heard it was like a good game. It yeah. just wasn't necessarily. I like might a play good through it, I might not. Syndicate. It's definitely dated at this point. Yeah. Like it, it the the models and stuff look good like pretty good and 
but this, there's some really ugly textures in it. Hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun, like making people commit suicide. I guess <laughs> it's kind of always startling. The fun that's cyberbullying. But that's that's like one of your abilities. <laughs> That's Do you log into Twitter up. and just DM them really fucked up shit? Yeah, you, f- you actually you you say shit about them on Facebook. Oh, okay. Kill yourself. <laughs> no, I do not condone that sort of thing. Yeah, the Midwest Game Nerds podcast does not condone cyberbullying. <laughs> yes, the agent you play in Syndicate is not a good person. Unless you're cyberbullying in Rainbow Six, that is completely <laughs> that's, acceptable. That's okay. No, we and, also don't and, condone that. No. Not really. Only if you just say easy. Yeah, that's the only cyberbullying allowed. G-G-E-Z. <laughs> W-P. It has to be E-Z, too. Not You can't actually spell the whole word out. No. Right. Yep. Um, um, I think that's everything. But that's like a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like... Well, let me go back to The Sims 4 for a second. Like, honestly, like I like to play that game not really to manage people that's really annoying to me. I just, I've always loved designing houses and shit. Yeah, me too. But, uh, I mean, seeing the social interactions is hilarious. Like I, (laughs) like I had two roommates and the first thing, like the guy that looks like me, like walks into the bathroom and gets embarrassed. Like, Oh my gosh, I walked in. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to poop. So you need to leave. I'll blow you out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's hit some news. Okay. Um, that was what we've been playing, so I'm not going to show that anymore. But news. I just had this up as a thing. We're going to talk about Destiny, and just like we did four, four years ago. Yep. Uh, Alien Isolation sequel got announced for phones, which nobody asked for. Why phones? Why is everyone focusing on phones? Because it's probably where most of the money is. Like, why do we pay all this money for consoles? And then, well, actually, phones cost more than consoles now. So I guess, yeah. They're not getting my money because, I mean, <laughs> I've bought one mobile game, I think, in the last, like, five years. And that was yeah. Donut County for five bucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a... Uh, I don't... I never played Isolation. I always wanted to. I kind of waited too. for there to be like a VR version if they were going to do that. And as I said in our discussion, I think someone should have locked it up for like a VR exclusive Alien Isolation sequel or something like that. But that didn't happen. And instead, it's going to be on phones. Uh, and yeah, no, it's going to be on both the Apple and the Google stores. It's not on PC and consoles as of right now. I just don't like there are very, very few mobile games that are like top tier, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, why waste your time on something like this? Like a platform that's like restrictive and predatory, I suppose. Like, I don't. Well, and and so the description of the game that they listed, try to stay alive while trapped aboard a crippled Wayland yutani space station carrying a deadly xenomorph as it tirelessly hunts you and the crew. Outsmart the perfect hunter by making perilous choices. Survive seven fear-inducing levels by remotely guiding Amanda Ripley's crew through increasingly challenging tasks using only the station's emergency systems. Got it. Alien Temple Run. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. It's just yeah. a runner. So, it's a bummer. My issue is, like, Alien Isolation was pretty scary for some people, at least. Yeah. And 
how can anything be scary on a fucking phone? <laughs> right. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Or maybe people will get startled when they're taking a shit and drop their phone in the toilet. Well, actually, this seems simu- like a bad idea. The simulated virtual surround sound of the Apple AirPods is like pretty uh, engrossing and uh, it helps you really get into the game. <laughs> Thank you. For explaining th- 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 <laughs> thanks, Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, the uh, some dude made uh, a PT remake in the Unreal Engine, and it's free. It's I called totally, Unreal PT. I totally downloaded this right away because I was afraid it'd disappear, like yeah. PT did. As, as soon as, um, and I haven't tried it yet. Uh, Good story. Yeah, yeah. So it's on itch.io, uh, which is you know they're a reputable uh, source. A lot of indies are going to itch.io. Um, by Radius Gordello, I believe is the creator's name. So you should go check it out. Uh, it looks extremely faithful to what the PlayStation version is like. And God, is it terrifying. Talk about terrifying. Play that at midnight with all the lights out, no nope. headphones on. No thanks. I played it with Gojo and Willie and was still mortified at what was going <laughs> on because it's that messed up. So I heard there's uh, there's some ways to get rid of like the film grain and stuff like that to clean up this uh, Unreal version. Oh, that's as cool. Well. A bunch of people on Reddit were like modding the game already. Of course. So Sweet. <clears throat> all right. The Division 2 is going to release on the Epic Store and not Steam. Yeah, so we haven't really had an opportunity to uh, discuss the Epic Store since it got announced and 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 came out i don't know if you guys have been i mean looking i've, at I've it perused <laughs> it to see what's available i mean what did we get we got abzu for free or whatever uh it was subnautica first, subnautica, first was subnautica was. then um super meat boy and yeah. then now i think it's what remains of edith finch is free at the moment okay if you guys like quick uh, narrative experiences, I highly recommend that one. I did want to play through good. it. I heard good it's things. It's very about short. It. It's yeah, less than two hours. You'd okay. be done with it. Um, but yeah, this is epic. Like this is a triple A going for the throat. F you, Steam. We want our full cut. Is I I don't even know if it's that big of a difference for. Do you guys? I guess we'll I, see. I honestly have no. Let's clue. take a look what, at what the, the story. The says. amount that they give you. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, epic. Uh, they give. They let you keep eighty-eight percent. Yeah, Steam, but I, I think is seventy. I believe Steam 80. was kind of like, oh, if you sell over five hundred thousand copies, then you yeah, get to they have changed that recently to try to be competitive or something like that. But it looks like it wasn't soon enough for Ubisoft to be like, nope, we're gonna go with Epic. Um, which I mean, is the division built on Unreal? Uh, no, it's uh, Snowdrop. I don't know. I don't remember. It's a different engine. It's not the Unreal Engine. Because I I remember, I think, if you use... It's a Ubisoft proprietary engine. It's like If you use Unreal Engine and list on the Epic Store, then you don't have to pay the Unreal licensing costs or whatever it is. But I figure that's not really that prohibitive for somebody like Ubisoft. So I don't know. I think Rainbow Six is Unreal, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not sure. But... Yeah, no, it's interesting. this This is like a big defection that came out this week. People were kind of... Hyping yeah. up over it. Snow, it's the snowdrop engine is okay. what it is. <clears throat> but, what uh, else does that power? The division and Mario plus Rabbids. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> what a combo. Uh Division uh, South Park, Fractured Butthole, Starlink. Oh, all right. So it's Ubisoft's engine that yeah. they use from now on. No, very cool. Uh, so yeah, it is semi exclusive. You're still running Ubis or you play uh underneath mm-hmm. the 
the store. So <laughs> what is Brian yeah, has a I'm, xenomorph. I'm in the struggling store. <laughs> over here. Yeah, maybe that mobile game is scary after all. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was. Saying. Anyway, yeah, it's still. Uh, so you could just buy it from UPlay, and this doesn't even necessarily matter for, for you. But yeah, it's interesting that they had this big defection when things like. The original division, like all the other Ubisoft games that have come out, have been on Steam as well up until now. So yeah, uh, yeah, interesting. I I don't know any other thoughts on the Epic Store. Like it doesn't I, feel like that great of an interface as of yet. My thought is I'm tired of having of having to have so many different accounts and like usernames and passwords and everything for like all this different shit just to play games on one fucking system. Like I'm so tired of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, like, whatever happened to me just being able to buy a fucking game in a store, put it in my computer, and play it? Like, why do yeah, I have to log not, into well, everything? It's never been like that. <laughs> I mean, now now that there's, like, the world of patching games and stuff like that. Like, I understand that. Like, obviously, like, you know, being, being able to patch on the fly is great for the games industry because if there's a bug, you can fix it. Like, we didn't used to have that, which I get. But I'm just, I'm tired of, like, because... I can't count how many times I've had to reset all my passwords because I can never remember all of them. And like yeah. I started using password managers, and the problem with password managers is at least the you one need a in, password. It, no, at least the one for like Google Chrome is the fact that like if you clear your cookies or anything because you're having browser issues, those passwords are gone. Oh yeah, well, that's you got to use like like LastPass or something it's just, like that. I'm just tired of having to deal with all that crap. Like, well, I mean, you still have stuff like. Um, I think good old games and itch i o you don't there's no client to download it's just a place to buy the stuff and then you download it and install it because we all know need a password for the account we all yeah, know these do, clients but... are just using your computer to like mine for bitcoin anyways so <laughs> i mean maybe but uh yeah i don't no, it's the same reason it's... smart tvs are so cheap is because they're mining all of your information you don't think these things are mining your information for sales reasons too well of course they are but right. it's a double edged sword because you know when steam first came out everybody's just kind of like steam sucks i don't want to do this why do i gotta log into valve stuff just to play these games i don't want to and then everybody started selling their stuff on it and everybody's like oh your game's not on steam well i guess i'm not gonna buy it and now it's like coming back around and in reality it's great to have this competition not necessarily for us as consumers but the idea it's the same thing with like cable networks like it's good to have netflix and hulu and stuff out there because then cable companies have something to contend with but it's good for the epic store to come out because then steam has something that it needs to contend with cable companies aren't really contending with netflix and hulu they're they're raising their prices (laughs) like that's that's the difference is like they're not fighting against Netflix and Hulu because they're losing their user base. Their prices are going up, and you all have to pay for internet through those companies, anyways, to use your Netflix or your Hulu. Well, and that's so like either another, way, you're fucked. That's like, another monopolistic issue of the fact that all the cable companies own, all the cable networks own the internet providers. That's like a different. Right. And the reason, but, and the reason none of us can get Google Fi in our neighborhood or the Google Google, uh, what is their fiber? Their fiber network. Yeah. We can't get it is because AT&T and Comcast own the rights to every pole in the backyard of all these homes. Like, they literally, they're the ones who installed them. They won't let Google Fiber come in and put that shit in. So you can't have it. That's why. Like, that's an issue. Like It's, it's just like how you can get stuck at a train stop for an hour. And there's nothing you can do about it because they own all that track. All the property it goes through. Yes. <laughs> Not anyways, quite the same. 
I'm just tired of having I fucking hate that having though. to have so many different accounts and usernames and logins and none of it's consistent. I mean, my username on the on one store is different from the next store, and yeah. it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. No, I get it. It doesn't do anything other than make me more angry that I have to keep having different shit. I don't want to see you more angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> All right. Anyways. And now for the destiny part of the program. Tune out for 90 minutes if yeah. you want and then come back after Man, that because we these still have more to talk Roswell, about. Roswell, New Mexico ads look steamy. Yeah, is, is the CW remaking Roswell, that show that like wasn't that great? But now needs like a remake. Maybe it's like a, I don't. They're making a romantic version of it. Midwest Rod, Roswell next, uh, nerds is next up on the docket. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Anyways, so Bungie made a puzzle so difficult that the internet was furious for yeah. like thirty-seven hours. Yeah, a bunch they, of streamers gave up. And all I have to say is, you're all a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, and, and so the thing is, what happened here, they they made this challenge that was really difficult to unlock this vault in the game, or what is it called? Forge. Yeah. It's a forge. Um, forge. Which is paid vault. DLC. Paid DLC, things that people paid for. Uh, and then people couldn't beat it within, like, two days, so then they started issuing death threats to Bungie uh, employees on Twitter. Which is then what caused Bungie to be like, okay, if nobody figures it out by 2 p.m., we're going to just open it for everybody. Shame on the whole fucking community is what I have to say. Yeah, I mean, it that really, really sucks. And also, like, I hate that they got held hostage by the community and had to, like... like this game's been held hostage by the community since it launched. I get it. I get it. Not to mention this fucking podcast. Yeah. Like, Why is it Bungie listening to us? Ugh. But We're a third-rate <laughs> podcast, completely <laughs> independently run, and nobody cares. But the... Uh, I think it's awesome that it took super long. Like, it, has nobody still figured it out? Is that the case? Do you guys know? The one team I of streamers. Everyone got stuck on the sixth puzzle, and I think, how many are there? Nine? Seven, I Seven think. Seven or nine? I don't know. It's an Ooh, odd number, I yeah. think. They got they got stuck on the sixth puzzle as of, like, 32 hours into it, yeah. and then finally somebody beat it, got to the seventh puzzle, and couldn't beat that one. So, I like, to me... Having secrets and and things like that in a game are awesome. I guess if it's like, but if, this because like, because people paid for this content. I that's where I have my issue. Yeah. If they had given it away for free, I would have said lock it up. So wait a second. <laughs> Did they pay for just this forge? No, this is the fourth forge. Okay, so fuck The off. other three, right. you just did a normal quest line. Yeah. To unlock them. All and right. That's fine. Cool. You know what? Sometimes your game's a little difficult, and you gotta wait to figure it out. But like, can't we just pay to unlock all the characters? Well, in the, Smash yeah. the issue, uh, <laughs> the issue is, it was advertised as coming out Tuesday. That's what people were led to believe that the Forge would be available Tuesday. It was. It was available. It was though. behind it was, a puzzle. If you figured it out. Still available. Yeah. You just had to figure it out. Like, But if you're too much of a fucking bitch to do it, that's your own fucking fault. Well, it, the problem is a lot of the community is not into the puzzle aspect, I guess. Well, so they, they don't didn't play the wait. fucking game. <laughs> they didn't want to wait for people to figure it out, I guess. I don't know. I, I think the puzzles are cool. It's yeah, like one yeah, of the cool. only things I like about that game. I don't even like that game. <laughs> Just kidding. I still kind of like it. It well, like it. It 
to me, it just defeats all the fun. And yeah, apparently you can still go out there and attempt the puzzle, even though the forge is open. What's the fucking point? Just well, get rid of it. No, take it away get, from them. They're not good enough to have it. They don't get to have just it. They like they, just they, take, take it away. the whole forge away. <laughs> take the puzzle away and give them their stupid forge so they quit whining. And then give away really ridiculously awesome loot and shit for prizes for puzzles that people will never fucking figure out. <laughs> and I mean, make, make them fucking work for it. That's how it should be. Like, remember all the stuff in D one that was ridiculous to figure out. What's right. D one? Well, you would get. He, wait, okay. You would what, get an like, exotic. What's, what's D one? Let's wait. All right. There was a hard reset. I forgot all that. John stuff. and I don't really play this game. So Brian, as a person who actually plays this game, like, what do you really feel about the fact that, like, like is can you make the case for being angry that you weren't able to get into the forge? Um, only because people thought it would be available on Tuesday. But, but like the idea that like eventually it still would be, somebody's going to figure it out at some point, right? Yeah. Like, I think it wouldn't have hurt to have the forge be available by the usual means. Like it was for the last three, like you do a quest and it unlocks the forge, whatever. Um, I feel like the puzzle should have been like kind of like a side activity to the forge. Maybe to do I feel what? like that like would to, make everyone happy, but to like for what purpose, I guess then <clears throat> to like, get something really cool. I think you can still have the forge, but you don't get to reap any of the rewards of the forge unless you beat the puzzle. Like the one you don't get with, any of the cool loot. They, they lock your loot behind like yeah. A, yeah. a key or something. You can still go and use the forge all you want, but you don't get to walk away with cool gear. That'd be pretty sweet because they did that. And, like things were cursed, and then maybe you could remove the curse after you figure out the actual for after someone figures out the forge puzzle, right? No, they should have done it that way. They, yeah, that'd be cool though. Something like that. This is, it just sounds to me like people are like, well, we don't really want to play the game that we want to play. I just like, feel we don't like really they want to put any. Well, maybe a Bungie made a better game. People the, want to play it. Ugh. They I'm could have kidding. used this puzzle in a better way, but I really yeah. appreciate that it was there, and I don't really appreciate that people have zero patience for anything anymore. They just want everything handed to them. Yeah, like, it, like to me, the fact that like the world first uh, raids that that ended, like when yeah. somebody finally gets through a raid and they happen in an hour. Or, or not an hour, but like not what, this time, <laughs> eight hours or whatever it is, you know, like that's cool and all. But like, shit, what if you made something that took people like a week to figure out? Yeah, that's awesome. And the fact that like people were so butthurt about it. Well, even just think about like the other puzzles and things they put into the game where like people didn't even figure it out until like six weeks after the game came out. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, holy shit. Like we just discovered this thing that but, nobody said anything about. And that's like, that's the thing. I guess the point is, is that that stuff is all tertiary or related to what you have going on. Whereas this was like the main feature of the DLC. Like these forges were the main feature of the, of the DLC. So the fact that like a quarter of it would be locked away behind mm-hmm. a puzzle. I, I guess I get it. But at the same time, I'd kind of be like, okay, well, I'll let the smart people figure it out and I'll watch somebody do it. Well, and that's what they kind of said was like, this is for the streamers, like the people who can sit and play the game for eight hours a day. And like, that's like what they said. Like Bungie literally came out and said those words and the rest of the world was like, well, fuck that. And it's like, come on, give me a break here. Like they apparently also had a group of people that were pledging to stay a lot or stay alive, stay awake until they opened the forge. And there was a dude who was up for like, well over 24 hours and then he died no he no. didn't die that's, that's unfortunate 
<laughs> yeah, no. Fucking you're idiots, an, you're man. an idiot and go to sleep. Like it doesn't fucking matter that Stupid much. Stupid ass but, people. You know, got to get those Twitch hits. I guess. So, Nobody watches us on Twitch. We're not right? going to sleep until Brian eats this entire eclair <sighs> in one bite. <laughs> You can't bite several pieces. Well, I'm glad you picked a food that I love. You have to shove the entire eclair <clears throat> into your mouth. Done. Eclairs are really good. Anyways. Oh, yeah, and I don't want an eclair. So that's the first part of our destiny rant. Stupid fucking puzzle garbage and idiot people who uh, don't want to <laughs> play the game that they paid to play. Yeah, but then the bigger news that came out, and then there will be kind of even bigger news after that. But Yeah, kind of. So um, destiny is now Bungie's, and Bungie is no longer with Activision. That's huge. This is a huge fucking deal. They signed a 10-year contract with four Destiny games that they were supposed to release. I don't know. I think was part of the plan, and they are eight years into it, have released two Destiny games, and Activision was like, we'll let you go. You can have the franchise. Do what you want with it. They pulled a Squeenix and IO Interactive. Uh, yeah, we don't know if it was like a, if somebody had to fulfill a monetary, like if Bungie had to pay money to walk away with it, or if it was a condition that by the end of the contract, if it gets terminated or whatever, then Bungie still retains the rights to Destiny or what what the actual details of it is. But it sounds like Destiny is owned by Bungie and will continue to be developed by Bungie solely without Activision as a publisher at this point. And it will maintain its use on Battle.net. Yeah, Destiny 2 will still on remain PC. supported. On, and they're supposedly still continuing with the roadmap that they have already set yes, out the, for D2. The year 2 roadmap is they are planning on keeping with that. Moving yeah. forward, though, who knows? Uh, we were discussing this in our in our private chat that I think this is a great opportunity for, for Bungie to start fresh. I really do. And I think they should. I think it would be a good idea for them. Whether it's like I, I don't, I don't want them to start. I don't want Destiny three and hard reset of all that shit all <laughs> over again. I don't want that. I think they need to start a new franchise and like do something good with it, hmm. without having Activision's paws playing around in the. In the I mean, I would be real curious to see what Destiny three looks like without Activision in the picture. But um, kind of as as we were talking about like destiny 2 started out in a good place for me where it's a game that i could put down and still feel like i was seeing the best of it and now that they've catered back towards the hardcore players i don't feel like that's the case anymore right because they're um, not going to pick up new players having a game like that yeah so so i i think uh you know, while I would still be interested in the story of what's happening with Destiny, not the not the lore of Destiny, but the story of how the franchise was developed, I think that would be interesting. I don't know that like Activision walking away makes me be like, oh man, I'm hyped for Destiny three because it doesn't necessarily. But uh, good good for them. Apparently, Activ or Bungie was very happy with this. Like the employees of Bungie were happy with this news. People allegedly or reportedly cheering when it was announced i think um, it well when you are the ones actually working on that creative endeavor yeah like and it keeps the fact stifled. that your company now owns that ip is a big deal i don't see why any of them would be disappointed with that yeah but well, i mean they they could be losing financial backing but they did just have a huge uh investment from uh who was it 
uh, NetEase, NetEase, which, which is, is the company that is working on the new Diablo mobile game, which mm-hmm. has a lot of people kind of weary about like what's going to happen with Destiny, which is a Blizzard Activision <laughs> thing. Net, NetEase, NetEase invested a hundred million dollars into Bungie and received a seat on the board of directors, from what I read right. on, on the internet. So, and that's kind of a big deal. That's a lot of money. I mean, what what? What are they doing? I, from what I understand, the rumor is that that is to develop a different game. Yeah, it'll be Destiny, Destiny Tower game. Defense. It's a tower defense. <laughs> yeah, sure, game fine. That's in whatever. Destiny, and you get to place your guardians along a singular path where all of the hive. My and guess is it's going to be some some game that is very big into loot boxes or whatever, and will make them to money to then make something like Destiny, That's where they exactly can now what be I'm like, thinking. "Hey, yeah. Destiny Three, you don't have to pay for any DLC. There's no silver. You don't have to buy anything." Blah 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 blah. Like if if they used like if that was the situation, that's cool and all, but that's a lot of dominoes to put into place, and who knows if they're all gonna like fall the way that they expect them to. Like, I think they'll either do that or something similar to that, and basically, I think that they will kind of go as far as Destiny goes. Obviously, they're going to keep making Destiny games because owning the IP. And having all those assets and stuff already and, like, a, an idea where they want the story to go. They can't just abandon it and start a completely different franchise. Right. It's They're too invested in it. But I, I get, as I said in our chat, I think having a serialized game as a service is kind of stupid. Well... And they need to figure that out. I think what... I mean, what they should do, when I think they probably will do, is... They'll make another Destiny, but they'll make that like the last Destiny and keep supporting it in a way that it can continue on for years and years. Destiny Infinite? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it might even be free to play. With, it's possible. Um, and then they can have other games on the side. They used to make other games. I've played a lot of their other games. Like, Did you guys ever play like Oni or any of the, yeah. myth, the myth series? Those were great games. Um. I never played the marathon games, but I heard they were great. Halo, obviously. I mean, but. what if we lived in a world where Destiny 3 was like, hey, here's all of the planets and maps on those planets from the first two games combined. That's, all of the original story. That's what I everything. really want. But then, like, what if that's just what came out? And then they're like, okay, from here on out, we're going to be developing new stuff for you guys. In your season pass. Like if they just threw Play all Play through of... from the beginning of Destiny 1 again. <laughs> Story's the same. <laughs> mm. See, I would it's like what I would like is, is like a Destiny world where they took all of the planets and shit from the first game, all the raids and stuff. Probably we reworked them a lot, and all the shit from D two threw it all out there as like one big world, and then just kept adding it to it. That from was there. the platform, yeah, because yeah. that's what we originally wanted. Of like, I don't even yeah. want to necessarily put in a different disc for Destiny two. And I and I don't want to lose all my guns again. Yeah, but you will. Well, this time for sure. Yeah, because they're stuck on, on uh, BattleNet. <laughs> yeah, and they're not leaving. I'm sure. I don't know. It feels like a bit of a sunk. Like I, it, I'm almost on John's page of like they just need to make a new. It just needs to be something new. I think there's room for both because call it fate and then make it. A different solar system, but everything looks pretty similar. It's all the same assets. <laughs> this is Dearth. The Fallen and, uh, are now called the Risen. Welcome to Lars. 
the hive are now called the bugs. Mars. <laughs> Time to go to genus. <laughs> anyway. The cabal or the bacall. Labak. <laughs> the fallen. Yeah, Labak. Yeah, the fallen are the 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 Nelf. Nelf. <laughs> Oh, we're so clever. God. Anyway. Yeah. Well, all right. On top of that news, uh, there was a an article published by MarketWatch that says, Shareholder alert, Pomerantz Law Firm investigates claims on behalf of investors of Activision Blizzard, Inc. And it looks like there's some weird potential securities fraud or other unlawful business practices that uh, the shareholders would like investigated. Um so the article goes on to say on January 11th, 2019, the company disclosed that it would be separating from its design and development partner, Bungie Inc. And that Bungie will assume full publishing rights and responsibilities for the destiny franchise. Bungie had developed the destiny franchise with Activision as publisher in the first five days of destiny's franchise release. It sold $325 million at retail. Following this announcement, Activision stock price fell sharply during intraday trading on January 11th, 2019. And boy, did it fall. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's been falling ever since, oh, like, yeah. it's down uh, 50, Diablo. It's down 50% since, like, October. What is the Diablo game? Diablo. Yeah, probably Infinity. time to buy some. Yeah, it's all infinite and infinity and whatever. Um, the Pomerantz firm with offices in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Paris is acknowledged as one of its premier firms in the areas of corporate securities and antitrust class litigation founded by the late blah, 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 blah. They are good lawyers. Um, <laughs> this, this is what they do. Yeah. So my that, rumor is that someone at Bungie figured this shit out and used it as leverage to get out of their contract. Which seems weird. That's not. We're not. We are not journalists, and John's thoughts here are just uh, my thoughts. Yeah. But, this is uh, not Better Call Saul. <laughs> nope. But um, if it were, that would be what would happen. Right. Yeah. No. It's that's that's weird it's entirely possible it's possible but i don't like it mm, it kind of seems like a shareholders are pissed that that activision is letting destiny go (laughs) is what it sounds like yeah so there there maybe they're i don't know that's very weird there's some other shit going on maybe Activision knew that this lawsuit was going to happen and that they are actually guilty and they're going to have to spend a lot of money on it. So they got rid of Bungie for that reason. To have one less. But the, what? I don't know. Like, were they like, hey, hey, Bungie, if you pay our legal fees for this upcoming lawsuit, you can have. Yeah. You can have Destiny back. Maybe. Yeah, use that hundred million dollars you just got. <laughs> I don't know. I think Jason Schreier is going to figure this shit out since he's the only like legitimate journalist in the entire games industry. He'll he'll sort it out. He'll let us know. And he's a huge Destiny fan, so yeah, him and Kirk will figure it out. Yeah, I don't it's know. just crazy. Like this whole past couple of days have been pretty nuts with all the Destiny shit. It is a very very weird situation. That's very sure. interesting timing. Yeah, that puzzle very was first so episode. That puzzle was so hard. Activision quit. <laughs> They're like, Fuck that puzzle this game. was so hard that the shareholders are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this game. We're out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like maybe they. I don't. I was gonna say maybe they shorted themselves because they knew that like Destiny was gonna split, and then somehow that pissed shareholders. I don't know. 
Like they sold off a bunch of shit and then let Bungie split and then they profited a bunch hey, of money off of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's a whole, a whole bunch of shit. Everything's everything's crazy. Yeah. Uh so at this point, I think we are going to talk about some Netflix's Black Mirror's Bandersnatch. But I think we should take a brief break. It's not something we've really done before. Okay. Okay. And we'll be back very shortly. Welcome back. We've gained a guest. It's gained, Nick, from, Nick from many Midwest Podcast Network shows. He True. was under the table the whole time. <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> Most I was in the ceiling. <laughs> I dropped down into this chair. <laughs> and then he pulled a Mrs. Doubtfire. I was like, hello. <laughs> My arms are very sore from just bracing myself. Yeah, those, there's not much up there, really. No. No. It's amazing you guys didn't see me. Uh, it's crazy camouflage with that brown sweater. That's true. Blended right in. <laughs> Nick, how do you feel about Bungie separating from from <clears throat> Activision? What is it going to mean for Destiny? Um, I'm kind of that. I don't know if I'm the sweet spot of Destiny fan, where like I will always come back and play it, but I'm not invested enough to complain about much. Yeah. But I'm also not diehard enough to grind it all the time. It's hard for me to get really upset at the game anymore. Uh, but. From what I gather from the subreddit and uh, probably how you guys feel and stuff, that this is probably for the best. Because it seems like a lot yeah. of people, a lot of critics over the last, uh, well, since Destiny 2 came out, really, have been, ang- seems to think that everything that is bad is the fault of Activision. Or that Activision is the is the boogeyman. And right. Bungie just wants to make a great game. Because I think there are some of us that, I, I I'm in the weird minority that really liked Destiny 1 for its complete lack of any story or context or history i i liked it because uh i i love a good like really really strong story driven game like uh like an uncharted say yeah but at the same time when i play that game i'm like okay i'm playing as nathan drake but in games like destiny where the character and their background and their motivations is almost nil I kind of feel more like it's me in the game. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. They're a better well, cipher. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And just for the way I like to play games, especially uh, with the amount of co-op I like to play, for me, it's fun to think that that's legit me and Gojo just in the future <laughs> resurrected. It definitely seems like it. Right, and that's that's what I liked about it. Like for And so when Destiny 2 had a little bit more story, I thought the story was cool. It was still loose enough that it was like, okay, I'm still that guy or like another guy, but he's still just a guy. And there, there was... I thought the story was an improvement and a lot of the gameplay was an improvement, but I, I will always have a special place in my heart for the complete like void of any content that the first game was. Well, I thought that's what made the, the first game appealing was that because the the story was in in the uh, the grimoire and everything like that, right. you felt more compelled to like step out of the game and actually like look it up and read about it and figure it out. And I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's when I started listening to the Ghost Stories podcast because you had recommended that yeah. to me because I had mentioned how I was kind of getting into the lore more and that really helped. And then when Destiny 2 dropped and like the, I don't even know if Ghost Stories is doing anything anymore, but like they stopped making episodes because all the story didn't need to be explained anymore. Yeah, like, I know. And it's, and I thought that was cool. I mean, it was a cool way to, because I like the the universe and all that enough that I was willing to bring that into like my podcast listening regimen and like I would uh, use the app, yeah, and look at like read some of the grimoire once in a while. Yep. Actually, Gojo bought me the the hardcover, oh, nice. awesome publish of the first grimoire, which is which is really cool. But at the same time, it's very they're almost it seems like they're almost going chronologically. 
because it's like mm. predominantly hive stuff, like okay. ancient hive, and I don't really care about the hive, so it's kind of a. It's really interesting to read. It's actually cool to be able. They're probably the most confusing, so it's cool to be able to piece all that together. But yeah. at the same time, I really like the Cabal, and I wish it was really Cabal heavy. I also like um, the the elites from Halo. What are they called in this game? They're the same thing. The, the Fallen? Fallen. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. yeah. Anyway, them we, too. We don't know what Halo is. <laughs> What's Halo? Oh, it's a great well, game. I've, <laughs> you I've guys should look it Halos. up. <laughs> you might have some fans that have played it. <laughs> yeah, I heard uh, Bungie made that, right? Yeah. I think so. True. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a modest success. Yeah. There's a sequel. There's at least one sequel. <laughs> Actually, some really good. Uh, the, I only thought of this on my way over because I on, I got listened to you guys last episode and you. What is the game called where you play co-op with somebody but a way out. Yep, yeah, that's as far as I needed to get. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hmm. and you said that Gojo and I should play it. Yeah, and I would. Oh love to yeah, that'd be really fun. You guys definitely need to play that together. You only need to buy one copy. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. The other person downloads the trial or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like the demo version. When they invite you to play it, you you load in through the trial and can play the whole game with them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, we were actually just t- I was trying to remember the name of it and I was talking to him about it because it's. It's unusual for the two of us to talk about how good we are at co-op together, but the other day we were playing Red Dead Online, and it was just hysterical how we, we rode into this camp and just immediately split into two different directions. He went high, I went low. We weren't even talking about it. We were talking about like movies or something. And we just dismantled this whole camp without even getting like hit. And I was <laughs> like, that's stupid that we're at the point now. And it, a lot of it stems from Halo, actually, from like Halo 2, when, that was, uh, when we could play through some of that co-op. It was so insane, and someone could be the arbiter, and someone could be the chief. Yeah, that was the coolest. Halo was anyway. a great co-op experience. Oh my god, it's one of the best ever. I've played all, yeah, all of them. I think <coughs> I played co-op except for. Could you even play Reach co-op? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. I actually yeah. never beat Reach, hmm. but th- I remember when three came out. He and I, we went and picked it up, brought it back to my apartment at the time, and uh, just loaded it up and waited for it. it. Had to like install something or download something. I forget. But anyway, we were just sitting there like. Same thing with Borderlands, actually. Gojo and I just got back into Borderlands 2, and that's what, seven yep. years old at this point. Yeah. And doesn't matter. So sweet. And we've played that a nauseating amount, and it's the same thing. Like, it's just so much fun to drop back in. And actually, the, here's, a ta- here's a quick Tales of Gojo for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've played the first Borderlands exactly once, and from start to finish, and I really liked it. Fun game. Borderlands 2, I think, is better in every single way. I mm-hmm. like the character I like. I like better than who I played as in the first game. I think the story is one of my top five all-time favorite video game stories. I think it's so good. Uh, the gunplay is just airtight. It's like Destiny before Destiny was the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the humor is just silly enough without turning into like Deadpool territory or like Harley Quinn where you're like, ugh, shut it off. Like it's zany, but it's, <laughs> it, just, it just walks that line. It feels like it's like secretly written by um, Adam who created Archer. Uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah. That's what it feels like. It feels like that, and like yeah. first getting. Anyway, it's such a great game. But I was I was uh, chatting with Gojo while we were playing it the other day, talking about how we want to get Alex into playing it, but it, it's going to be hard. And uh, <laughs> what platform? PS4. Uh, Through the Handsome Collection. Yes, and uh, we were just kind of talking about that that world in that game, and I said I just remarked. I said, yeah, the first like level or two in Borderlands Two when you're starting a new character or starting over, I said it's a bit of a slog. You know, it's kind of that's the only time mm-hmm. it's a little slow. And he was like, ugh, I can't even play the first game anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I've maxed out all four characters in that game by myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <So laughs> all four. And I, I mean, 
if you want to do the math and look up how long it takes to max out a guy in Borderlands, let alone all four of them, it's it's probably disgusting. Mm-hmm. And he said the only reason he likes he he does still like Borderlands one a little more than two. He's like <laughs> he said two's too hard to play by yourself because I haven't maxed out <laughs> anybody by myself and it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> so, yeah, Adam I, Reed is I the, think the character Adam Archer, Reed. by the way. Yes. The character abilities I think in the first one are more useful. Uh they are for solo. Yeah. yeah they, if yeah. you're going to play by yourself, I love in two, though, if you get a few people playing as the different characters, the way they all can work with each other and just make you an unstoppable army is just so much fun. Anyway, long, uh, long digression. Activision. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right on. What, do you, what did you guys end up saying? Uh, I just. I, again, like you had said, it's probably for the better like that this is happening. But my whole thing was I, I want them to start something new. I don't want. I think it's time for them to kind of like, you know, finish out Destiny Two or whatever. Finish out the roadmap that they have for the game so that it, it is complete. But I think it's time for them to start something fresh. You because mean, you mean Bungie? Bungie, yeah. Okay. Because there's no way for them to because Destiny Two has been changed in the manner that it, it only really pertains to the hardcore player. They're not going to gain new players. You're right. not going to have a new player base. You're not going to have a large player base. You're going to have a very closed niche, smaller player base that is very dedicated to the game, which is great. Good for them, but in in order for them to expand and make money again, they're going to have to come up with something new in order to bring new players in because I feel like they just don't have that right now. The the way Destiny Two is set up is there are timed events that take place like like when when everybody got Forsaken when the first person like finished Forsaken's like campaign it unlocked some shit for everybody. Right, like and you don't have that the anymore. City, the Dreamy City stuff. Yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like th- and they've they've done that a few times, and so like you're kind of you don't that caters to the hardcore people who have been playing for a really long time that they're able to be experience those sorts of things for new players. It doesn't really work. And then the same sort of thing applies to like, think of D one when you, when D one came out and then the first expansion dropped and then the second expansion dropped and then taking King dropped and taking King. If you bought the whole legendary collection came with the first two expansions, but none of that shit was played out chronologically. Like nobody felt compelled to play any of that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's the same thing with you're, uh, you're losing a second. huge yeah you're losing a huge amount of like this that lore and that player base in the fact that like there's no reason for them to play any of that stuff so why would they yeah that's true so you've got to really want to play like even when uh, Forsaken came out I had the because I bought Destiny two with the PS4 Pro mm-hmm. I got uh, the season pass or whatever that gave me yeah. Osiris and Warmind but I fell off the Destiny wagon. Uh, prior to, I think, Osiris even coming out. And yeah. then I jumped back in around Forsaken because uh, Gojo and I take turns pulling each other back into that game. It's actually kind of funny because he was 100% like done with Destiny. And then Rise <laughs> of Iron came out. He was over at my place, and I was like, oh, it looks pretty cool. And he was like, I don't know. And I just like clicked by, and I was like, <laughs> and I, just, like I just looked at him like, are you going to follow me into this or what? And he's like, ah. You can't play alone. Yeah, we do that to each other constantly. So then anyway, I was I was off Destiny 2. I was like, yeah, whatever. That was fun. And then he was like, oh, man, Forsaken's really sweet. I don't know. And I was like, Ugh. click. It is get really it. sweet. It is really, 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 really good. I'm glad he talked me into it. But I played... I went back and played probably three quarters of Osiris. And even that I was kind of struggling with because I knew I was like, there's better and newer stuff that I could be doing instead of this. Right. And Warmind, I haven't even. Osiris touched. is not very good. In That's my what opinion. you guys kept saying. I, um, I liked it enough, but I thought. If but that's it's, true. It's, but how do you how do you gain a player base when you start like I had this phrased out in my head while you were talking and now I can't remember how I had it phrased. Like, how do you how do you grow a player base? 
when essentially you're making your older stuff obsolete as you're creating new stuff. You oh, know what I sure. mean? And you're creating you're creating a game that has like this massive amount of lore and like this in depth, like super it's all detailed world with great world building and everything. And then all of a sudden, like you're just telling people like all this old shit that you did before, none of it fucking matters. It's like, the same <laughs> reason that I have not and will never touch WoW is that like it is impossible for me to give a shit when there's that much baggage with a game. It's like there it, might be hours upon hours of lore and st- great story for me to watch. I'm going to tell you right now, do. you shouldn't touch WoW anyways. No, because I'm not even going if to. you did, it would ruin your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. But, in the best way possible. It's but, kind of like trying to jump into a TV show that's on season nine and everyone's talking about it and you haven't yeah. seen any and you're like, well. I'm not the guy that's going to tune in at season, season seven and be like, all right, I'll go back to season one now. No, that's never going to happen. Right. So. <laughs> the fact that you have these games like destiny that's kind of building up this way and it's like you can use this character skip and it's like okay i will use an item to play less of your game that i just bought right no that's stupid well and on a on a even bigger level i think it's kind of it may create this culture of like people that are just paying to leap ahead to what's current just so they can oh that's already there just so they can be on what's current and then you're you're doing yourself and your product kind of a disservice in a way you you probably are making more money i guess if people are just going to pay their way to what's new because you can you can buy that moat of light or whatever the hell it is that makes you like of course you can for whatever silver but maybe that's gone now that activision isn't part of i i don't know it's just uh, well the thing is so activision's the publisher right yeah can Mm -hmm. bungie self-published they're games. going to yeah they are going to do that like, yeah, yeah like okay. they they basically like the the letter that they put out was basically just kind of a hey we needed a partner to publish this with us but now we're going to work on self-publishing and so they're going to open there. their own branch that will be yeah. a pu- bungee publishing it's complicated something like that no I'm i mean sure. that's that's i hope it goes well for them it's like people deciding they can produce movies when they're or an they, actor. They you know, <laughs> you well, one sometimes it works, but one skill does not necessarily translate into. And they other. they could partner with someone else to do it, but now they have the clout, and Destiny has the clout for them to be like, "This is our thing. Mm-hmm. We hold it." We need your help to do this one specific Yeah, thing. like maybe they'll partner with Ubisoft, and then when you climb to the very top of the tower, it'll <laughs> unlock the rest of the world for you. <laughs> or Tachanka's waiting up there to yeah. kill your whole team. Uh, All right, I'm yeah, sold. I, I hope that... <laughs> <laughs> the Destiny Rainbow Six crossover? Yes. If oh, they put dude. Tachanka in D3, you would buy it, right, Alex? Probably. Rainbow, Give me Rainbow the Six Star Disney. Wars Rainbow Six. You Give me that the table shit. Hits so oh, that would be sorry. sweet. But no, I needed the emphasis. No, the... Uh, the Republic Commando, Republic style. Commando oh my God. Rainbow Ooh. Six Siege would be beautiful. Yeah. I was just saying that I bought exactly one new full retail price game last year. It wasn't even full because you, you helped me with a, a Best Buy connection. But Red Dead was the f- the only new AAA game that I bought last wow. year. And I didn't even pay $60 for it. I would pay $60 for Star Wars <laughs> Republic Commando Siege. Hell yeah. Today. I'd pay $100 for it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm an adult now. I have $100. I might have $100 now. Oh, oh it would be so good. Yeah. It would be so good. Uh, All right. Let's talk about Bandersnatch. Yep. Yep. Bandersnatch is the new choose your own adventure experience on Netflix, which is a part of the Black Mirror series. It is a roughly. 90 minute to two hour experience 
Really? Because I watched it for like six hours. With, well, really? <laughs> with several different endings and branching paths, depending on what you select. It is only compatible with certain devices. If you have the latest Apple TV, you cannot play it. So that's cool. Really? Yes. It what worked. about the old one? The old one I don't think works either. <laughs> it worked with my shite Roku Sharp television. Your Roku from, TVs, uh, compa- that's probably what you watched yeah, it Yeah, yeah, I of, did right? actually. Yeah, so it does work with a lot of TV apps and stuff like that, but there's something with the open source code that they use to make it um, that mm. will not, that Apple does not allow in their walled garden. This is not important. What yeah. is important is this stupid, awesome TV show had me in a fucking loop, literally, for like six hours. <laughs> like, I could not stop going back and like flipping through and like <laughs> choosing different directions. And if just, you just want, to see what would yeah. happen. if you want to experience this without any spoilers, please pause and go watch it now because it's very hard to talk about this without spoiling different things. Pretty but, much impossible. Um, yeah. yeah. So you're using your remote. And it's typically binary choices. You have one or two things that you can select. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no; it doesn't have the telltale. You can select nothing. You have to whatever you're hovering on, it will select by the end of the timer. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and Black Mirror, Mirror is an anthology series, a lot like Twilight Zone. If people haven't heard of it yet, um, but it's about really modern, watch it. modern technology and the dangers of it. Um, and they made this choose your own adventure that takes place in the 80s and it's a kid making a choose your own adventure game in the 80s uh yeah i don't know where exactly to take the conversation from here but you guys all enjoyed it i'm assuming right i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it was interesting until it drove me insane it was all right i think it's a fun experience (laughs) i think it's a bad movie yeah not bad it's not a great movie it doesn't really tell a story i'm in line with that it's hard to make thematic connections when you don't know what the ending of the thing you're presenting to somebody is going well, to be. Choose right. your own adventure books were never great books either. The ones that no. I read, which were probably like goosebumps and shit. There might yeah, be one <laughs> there might be one or two endings that are like these are solid endings to a book, but half the time you like die because you fell off a cliff so you have to track back. <laughs> yeah, you made right. it to page thirty five and you're dead. Oh well. Yeah. I suck. So um Yeah. I don't know. Like it's a cool idea. It was fun to do once, and if they continue to do more, I'll I might check them out. Depending on like if they're more Black Mirror or if other, you know, I feel like it's got to be a genre movie for sure. You can't just do like a, a drama, right? Uh, it's got to be something like a horror film or sci-fi or something like that. But I think it'll be kind of like three D. And it'll be a fad and then yeah we'll have we'll have some examples of it that are cool i'm not suggesting it'll go away as quickly or as permanently as 3d does what well, 3d we'll see you in 50 years <laughs> when you're back but uh i wouldn't mind them being around but it definitely shouldn't be i don't think studios are going to go all in on choose your own <laughs> well we should also say this was supposedly some of the technology that telltale was working on with netflix to bring the minecraft story mode video game to the netflix platform mm. oh wow so it is very much because the you know telltale's kind of a choose your own adventure kind of thing not right. necessarily because oh, yeah. it doesn't like branch it kind of funnels but um so this this is kind of what they worked on but then also charlie booker of brooker of black mirror wanted to make something like this as well this is something they've been working on for a few years i think so i don't know what did you guys think of your bandersnatch experience go ahead brian 
I just thought it was an interesting experiment, kind of, for Netflix to try. Like, it's a cool experience, but like, like you're saying, it's not a good movie mm-hmm. it, or episode <clears throat> even because it. I just feel like the story doesn't really develop or go anywhere for the most part. It's just like, hey, you're developing a game. There might be some weird shit afoot, and then, bam, there's the ending. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily amount to anything, but we can kind of talk to that in a minute. And you kill your dad. Spoilers. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Most of the time, it seems. <laughs> and you kill your dad. <laughs> John, what do you think? Um, <laughs> Major plot point. <laughs> I mean, I was I was engrossed in it. Okay, again, I I should preface this with the fact that I have the most absolute terrible retention of detail, and uh, I don't remember things. Do you remember where you're at right now? <laughs> I know where I'm at right now, but the the point being that like it was hard it's hard for me to sit and watch this and and like like I want to go back and like rewatch certain parts but can't and so like I have to just kind of keep going and then it's like okay, well clearly I went down the wrong path this time and then it like rewinds you back to where you you may have made the wrong choice and you choose the correct choice that time mm-hmm. and it points mm-hmm. you down a different branching pathway. And things like that. So I ended up getting in like a stupid loop for like seriously a stupid amount of time. Like it was ridiculous how long <laughs> I sat and watched this and like kept rewinding and doing yeah. things and like choosing different choices. The amount of work they put into making all the branching yeah. paths is pretty impressive. And I think the having the kid in the in the movie show have his little corkboard with all his drawings of branching paths is very much what this was for mm-hmm. me and the way my brain like interpreted all of it. Um, but I don't. I don't want to see a bunch of these on Netflix. Like I, I like the idea that this is like a one, like if this were just a one and done kind of thing, because it is different. It is cool. But to have everything become like, choose your own adventure, like one, your production value or the, the cost of production is going to like skyrocket for like any kind of content you're making like this, because it, you literally have to film like 20 different timelines for everything. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I just, I thought it was a really cool experience. I enjoyed doing it and watching it and I do kind of want to go back and do it like watch some more and choose different choices again um, because I was kind of I, I I liked the story like I thought like what story you could figure out that like following this kid and figuring out like what exactly is going on in his head is like really interesting to me um, but yeah it was it was I, I liked it a lot I'd, I'd like to yeah like experience it some more I guess the thing of it is with these choose your own adventures as I was saying a little bit with Telltale Games as well, you either have like the inverted pyramid of like here's your starting point and then you branch out into a million possibilities or you have the Telltale thing of like we know what we want our ending to be and we know that you start here and we'll let you build out to like a diamond but then it focuses back in on the top point. Yeah. And I think in that sense you feel robbed of the choose your own adventure but in the other sense it's very difficult to write a narrative that actually feels satisfying and has the connective tissue and feels well thought out and actually becomes something beyond just an experiment and remains a narrative or like a cinematic experience so that you have that thing that you, you that was their opportunity of what they wanted to do and they chose the inverted pyramid which i think is really cool and as you said took a lot of work and yeah works better than i would think it ever would yeah but um 
I don't know that there's ever like I, I was gonna say yeah I'd love it if somebody made it and made like the ultimate choose your own adventure but I don't know what form that would ever take and how that would ever be satisfying in like a full way so I, I do want to say I really liked when you when you made a wrong choice or you came to an ending and it rewound you it does that like Sam Raimi like the recap yeah like I love the way they cut that I think that's really cool because that that's like it's literally like watching those sequences in like you know Evil Dead or, or like Spider Man where they're doing something really quickly and they're doing all those supercuts of like something happening. Yeah. But you're literally going over like the last forty five minutes of shit that you've watched being recapped in like thirty seconds. Like mm-hmm. that's just cool. Yeah. I feel like it could kind of have interesting implications as like a marketing tool almost <clears throat> for like the non gamer, you know? Like it might like kind of like a gateway drug to games, like yeah. Because oh, I mean, that's Tetris. Because I played, or I did the whole Bandersnatch thing with uh, Erica, and she does not play video games at all. And um, but I mean, she enjoyed it, and like, I don't think it would make her want to play video games. But for some people, it might be just enough. Like, what if, like, maybe if they do that, be like, hey, they you might like be Game like, of Thrones, right? Oh yeah, here's, here's Telltale's Game, Tell-tale Game, of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Oh, Telltale went out of business. Oh, I guess I can't play those games <laughs> but well but then you could be like well oh you like that telltale experience how about if you also like minecraft i don't know what let's the go other further back be, how about seventh guest <laughs> seventh, seventh guest yeah. yeah or you could oh be oh my like, god the seventh guest fate phantasmagoria uh, you like oh. indiana jones how about indiana jones and the fate of atlantis or like you know that type mm-hmm. of thing 11th but, hour yeah so <laughs> it certainly could be a gateway drug how did, did, did telltale ever make any original properties the wolf among us was theirs wasn't it it's uh, based on a comic yeah though, is it? yeah it is yeah uh, shows you what i know sam and max is based on a comic oh is it yes okay <laughs> i'm just i don't care I'm and just, a lucas arts video i'm game. just curious i don't think so i don't know though we'd have that to. was the thing that bummed me about i bought the guardians of the galaxy one because i'm stupid but <laughs> even after i bought it and i played it for 10 minutes i was like i don't want to do this yeah. like I have something for this. The Wolf Among Us was sweet because that's only a comic. Like yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. watch a movie of that. I can't uh, play a video game of that. This is the video game of that. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was just so well done. That was ten mm. out of ten. I haven't me. played that one yet. Oh, it was free I, I with it. games for gold on Xbox once, and I Xbox snatched it up, but I never played it. But did like, you, did you bandersnatch it? <laughs> yeah, I bandersnatched that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> properties like that were exciting because i was like oh this is a cool way to explore this world and by guardians of the galaxy like i was like oh that's exciting and then i bought it i bought it when it was on sale to be fair but then when i started playing it i was like Oof, nope and i just deleted it because i was like i don't really yeah. care about this the borderlands one was actually kind of cool though because that again that that exists as a video game universe mm-hmm. and it didn't follow any of the characters that were already established yeah it was a new set of people right so it kind of yeah like, exactly yeah yeah they, and, and by the time you get to the telltale version of the guardians of the galaxy this is like the fifth or sixth different version of these same characters and it's just exhausting You're yeah like, oh good another voice and another look for each of them and a new characterization for Drax. cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh how did everybody's end, quote unquote? Like, what did you? The, the I, what do you, first ending. I don't know. What do you, <laughs> what yes. Do, what do you feel? <laughs> what do you feel the story ended with for you? When I turned the TV off because my brain hurt. <laughs> so did it never actually end? End for you? I don't know what the ending is. Well, so there are, there are endings that you will hit, but then it will rewind. I I, I actually got to a dead end, like credits, credits, yes. where it yeah. finished out, where where it finished out, and I went to hit play again, and it started at the beginning. Yeah. I, I didn't know. get that. I just got oh, okay. like there's a part where is it Connor, the other programmer? 
Is that his name? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Where, we know who you're talking about. Where they trip on acid the and kid, he jumps yeah. off the edge. That's and pretty cool. That yeah. He dies, and then I there's the part or where did you, he where you kill your dad and you bury him in the backyard, and the dog next door digs him up. And oh, I didn't I have didn't the, see dog the dog dig him up. Dig him up. Like yeah. I, I mean, there. You guys think of that one? No, oh, I got that. One. Uh, those I, are, I got those him, are the. I got him buried, but I don't remember what happened. Those so are the two. That probably only happens if you eat the other cereal and then listen to the other song. <laughs> I think those two are inconsequential, but I could <laughs> I, be wrong. I don't think they don't are, know. based on what know. I've heard. I had a long discussion about this, well, as as long as it takes to get to Ferndale from my house um, with <laughs> in, my in Uber, Uber driver <laughs> last night. Like, she had <laughs> played it, and she had some wild choices and endings happen that I, like, I thought we had explored all of the choices, and we were not even close. I, oh, the joys of... Like, the thing that, to Uber. me, would be the ending is the fact, like, there's a certain point where you can go back into the memory with your mother yes. and find the doll yeah, and go with her to die on the 830 Yeah, train. I didn't know that that was a thing I got there, too, and last I said night. no. That, to me, was kind of like the, emo- which is fucking so depressing and like the saddest possible version of that like <laughs> but but this is kid's, it this, is that the saddest possible ending like i, don't I think, think so because so. it's kind of like rather than have this kid suffer for the rest of his life he should just die with his mother and not have mental problems but then like, he doesn't <laughs> fucking suffer anymore that sounds like a happy release man sure did, but did you I, find ugh. the one thing where the dad is actually controlling everything and he's yes. part of an experiment yeah i got stuff. to that That's too really I, that I went into the dad's closet it like three or four different times and like put in the wrong passwords a few times and the bandersnatch comes out and eats my face or whatever the fuck like what? oh i didn't get what by bandersnatch. i didn't get that part yeah when, when the fucking demon dude like comes at you no, and kills no. you and then he rewinds you back to the fucking beginning and does the sam raimi thing so. again <laughs> jesus christ did man. you did you guys get the one <laughs> i told you i got lost in this shit for a stupid amount of time i it's think that ridiculous. is the real story of it is that you just get lost in loops. Of like it's John that is bullshit. the game. Like I I got played by the that Bandersnatch. is the Bandersnatch. Like that's John what John happened. is now the I, Bandersnatch. I am the Bandersnatch. Um, I'm gonna eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get to the point where you uh you get to speak to him through the computer yes, and you tell yes. him it's Netflix? Yes, that's and really then funny. It it asks about like action. Like d- should I should I entertain you more? And then the answers are yeah fight. or fuck yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Did you get into a uh, action movie fight with a therapist? Yes, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Was that was that was pretty sweet and, and un- unexpected. It was at that point that I realized that I was not watching a movie, but I was playing a game. Yeah, you weren't going to get the like. I mean, the thing the thing with him going back in time and going with his mother, I think, is compelling. But yeah. the fact that you have to wade through so many other choices to get there yeah. kind of robs it of any like emotional resonance it has. How long was your watch? I think it? about two to two and a half hours tops. Oh my god, really? Tops. I think, but we, that was with a lot of going back and. Changing I legit things think I watched it for like at least four hours. <laughs> I think we were about at an hour and thirty before we gave up on seeing other endings and stuff. Wow. But like, we got to one ending. In an hour. Yeah, because I put it on at like 5.30. And it was not very compelling. And I turned it off around 9.30 when <laughs> Megan got home <laughs> because she doesn't like creepy shit. Mm. So it's I, not creepy. It is kind of creepy. Some when you, the Bandersnatch is fucking scary, I don't even scary, think that's man. real. I think you had just been watching it too long. <laughs> no, I, dude. I saw, I saw him once, but he did not 
kill. He's like a wolf I man do. kind of thing. Yeah, like, it yeah. looks like the... No, he like come like the few times, if you go into the dad's closet... The Babadook. And you, and you have to punch in the password, the three-letter password. Sure. What? If you choose the wrong password, the Bandersnatch like does this creepy like crawl through the door thing and like comes at you and then it flips back and rewinds. You, like, put, it, you put an ass, didn't you? I don't remember. No, <laughs> it was A-S-S. <laughs> well, because it only gives you the two choices. Like P-O-O. you either the correct one is is P A C. Is it, right. that that's the correct password? Yeah. But S-E-X. like I did it like five times to like figure out like okay, I just want to fuck around with this and see what happens to you. U K D I X D I K. Um, the other interesting thing the uh, so there is some type of ending that. See okay. Involved like there's a secret ending that involves Cock. um Cock. the author of the book telling the kid to pick up the picture or no, pick up the book instead of the picture of his family in his dream or something like mm. that. But the person who plays Jerome F. Davies is Jeff Minter. And Jeff Minter is a game developer who wrote things like Tempest and TXK and Polybius is one of his most recent thing, which is a PSVR thing you can play. He's this like he's got a lot of nerd cred in like the yeah. arcade world at least. Well, so does uh, what's his name Brooker, Charlie Brooker. Yeah. He's a huge fucking gamer. Well, yeah, but so it's cool that Jeff Minter, who's not an actor, came in to like yeah. do that thing. I heard they were also going to have Warren Ellis do it instead of Jeff Minter was I did their hear first that also, choice. Yeah. So Warren Ellis is a uh, he's he's a. Uh, writer and then like yeah Com- very prolific comic book writer who is so awesome yeah. i love he's very like love him or hate him a lot of people yeah. don't like him but i, yeah. I love warren else but uh, <clears throat> he wrote planetary which you should absolutely read you would love i mean you should absolutely find a way to learn to hear the somewhere. story <laughs> <laughs> will you read it to me i would love let's to. make a podcast where you <laughs> let's make I a podcast <laughs> where you read me things <laughs> <laughs> We could do a yeah, see. Can you do it, it in cool voices? I it, mean, your voice is pretty cool. <laughs> if but. it wasn't a comic book, I would I would be all in. But you need you need to experience yeah, that. Yeah, the, the you visual. Would, that book would make you cry. You Probably, it's only yeah. twenty six issues. Very doable. Okay. It's half oh, of that's preaching. it. It's half. That would preaching. only take me like fifteen years. That's true. So <laughs> start now. <laughs> It's only half of Preacher, so oh, it's, uh, you know, you're going to read, you are definitely, when we're when Preacher is all said and done, I know I you're going to read it. it. Yeah. yeah, you will. At this point, I, I need to. Story time with Nick and Alex. Oh, yes. my gosh. Absolutely. Gojo could come in and do some dramatic readings, yeah. too. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's, got good, he's got a good reading voice. He'll be an auxiliary player in the. Uh, yeah, well, you yeah. need different voices for the different characters yeah, exactly. to make it compelling. Okay. It should really just be like an audiobook series with commentary by Alex. Like as maybe, you're reading maybe it to I him, can, oh, that's like, sweet. He just interjects. <laughs> like maybe I can find Planetary and remove all the speech bubbles, and we can project <laughs> it on the wall. And me and Gojo will read all the parts. That's beautiful. That's a great idea. Uh, Bandersnatch only took my wife and I about an hour forty-five to watch, and we got like seven different endings. So okay. I don't yeah. know if we mm. were just blitzing through it or what somehow, but. Mm. I th- well, and I think we didn't necessarily hit that like final through line immediately. Okay, is the thing so that allowed us more time before we got to the final credits. Did you to, did you make more mistakes, so to speak, like choose the wrong path? So it made I think when on you purpose choose, or I made that's Nicole. What I'm asking, yeah, I made yeah. Nicole make all the choices the first time through until we got to like an ending ending, okay, like close to an ending ending. But like then we started toying with like, oh, this is kind of how I th- I think they want me to choose this. It feels to me like there's only two real endings, if there can even be more than one. Uh, the one you mentioned where you close the loop, so to speak, and yeah. die with your mom as a kid. 
uh, or the one where the game <laughs> is eventually released and receives critical acclaim. I got that one. I did not get that one. I got, but uh, I, I, I think he ends it, up in, like in prison. I think though. Yeah, I, or, I got that one. The when it when it actually ended and it kicked me to the credits and then and then to the end. I think I I was in prison for killing dad. <laughs> For but making a great game, the dog fine. But the thing is, I don't think the game got. I think the the the. I got the game got like two and a half stars. The guy, the guy Ooh. was like, "Oh, it's a it's a novelty." He's like, "It's fun, but it's not great." And I think that was the actual ending. So the guy was in prison, and he was scratching out the branching path. Yeah, he the, does that. He wall. does that every time. But uh, they do say on the news, they're like, "Oh, this game came out amid controversy because the creator killed his dad and buried him in the yard." And oh yeah, and then the reviewer was the critic was like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but it isn't great." And that's when it actually ended. Ended, and uh, that kind of bothered me, and made me kind of want to rewatch it because I was like, I want to get the ending where it receives five stars, just because I want to see what happens. But the movie itself was not good enough to compel me to watch through it again. Yeah. Well, there was all, there's also one, I don't remember what the configuration is, but the game comes out, or maybe it's the game never comes out, and then the child of, uh, of what's his name, Will Poulter's character, yes, the other I heard developer, about that too. the yeah. child of the other developer is the one developing it for Netflix. Yes, yes I got I heard to about that, that point. That, that, I got to that one. I think that might have been the first one that we got to, that which is cool. it's fun and interesting I and did cool. not get there. That's sweet, though. Yeah, So that, I, but I can't remember if it was like the game never comes out or the game comes out and it's bad or like what the deal I is. I got that one. That's early, though. That's If you take the deal at the beginning, it goes right to that. The game comes out and the guy's like, it's shitty. It gets like one second. That, yeah, like that, that was the first dead end that I hit was the... Which I thought was really funny because he even says he's like, yeah, it feels like there was a there was a deadline and he had to hit it, so it feels rushed. And I thought that was a funny like meta commentary yeah. on just gaming <laughs> today, basically. And this nerd in his leisure suit is like, yeah, one star. <laughs> I was like, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. I could stop here, and I'm sad. That took like half an hour to get there. <laughs> that's a, that's the most thorough narrative you <laughs> experienced. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it was it was all right. It was an interesting watch it was it was kind of fun i recommended it to a coworker, and he said he started it he lives by himself though and he said he started it and he was like i turned it off after a little bit and i said it's probably only fun with someone else there it's i yeah that's how i did it i think it's definitely more fun yeah because we like we collaborated a little bit wife whatever we collaborated a little bit on the answers but sometimes it would come up and she'd be like hey no no, no b no no a and i would just pick <laughs> one or sometimes she would say a and i would just choose b to mess with her or I would go with it if it felt fitting but the thing is I feel like if you play a lot of video games you'll watch it and you'll know which answers are gonna mm-hmm. not result yeah. in anything well and I, like it was getting to the point where like you kill the dad and Nicole was like kill the dad kill the dad and I was like I don't know how <laughs> I kind feel of about this right anyways now. yeah but I actually resisted killing the dad as long as I could I, yeah and eventually got because I was like this isn't the dad's fault and then I got to the loop where the dad is a spy and he's been brainwashing you and it turned into a valve game and i was like oh man kill this dad (laughs) (laughs) press x to kill dad (laughs) oh no delete dad yeah delete old dad yeah no it's a it's a fun experience and i think people should check it out but in terms of a movie i think it's interesting it would have been worse if it wasn't made by Black Mirror folk, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, for and sure. I would love it if it like if somebody made a choose your own adventure that somehow promised to deliver on all the endings, but I don't think that's possible. Like there's no 
My question you'd, is... You'd go crazy like the kid in the story if you tried to do that. To make every single arc in the sh- in, in the story well, an emotionally satisfying... satisfying. Part of part of like reading those choose-your-own-adventure books, like much like what... What's the kid's name in the... Like the actual character's name in the movie? I don't remember. Hmm. Uh, Bandersnatch? <laughs> no, but much like Stephon. how when Stefan was like reading the actual Bandersnatch book, he had fingers in multiple pages, like being able to flip back to and from like as needed. Like if he had made a wrong choice, what if he wanted to do this choice instead? Like if they allowed you to do that somehow, that was part of like what reading those books was like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody started nightmare. from the beginning again. More reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But I mean, that's you know, you can't really do that with with a movie. Well, and it's set up like this. It's like I said, it can, that kind of assumes there's a finite ending that you'll get to, like the longest path of the of the show or the game or the book or whatever is the true ending. But I think Charlie Brooker's intent was to kind of be like, there are infinite endings to this thing that all reflect something different but they don't always reflect something that I find worthwhile sitting through two hours for. So it's, you know. Yeah, but even, like, it is it it is perfect as a choose-your-own-adventure book-style thing because there are those endings where it literally, like, you got three pages in and you died. It perfectly you died. It perfectly recreates that experience. Yes. Without a, without a doubt. It should me. have the ending like Far Cry 4 where if you just, you just, if you just stay in the <laughs> you room. just wait 15 minutes. He comes back Pagan and you man go right, right yeah. to the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll take you to your mother's grave. <laughs> <laughs> Game over. You win. Uh, but as far as, like, the story, how much more satisfying do you think it would be if it had just been a regular Black Mirror, like, feature-length film? Pick the ending, say, where he goes with his mom. Would that have been just a so much more satisfying experience, do you think? Or do you think that the novelty of this, even if the story wasn't great, it was more fun to try something new than it would have been to experience another really good sci-fi story? Like, are you saying if you framed it where, like, you were watching someone else make these choices? Or if it was strictly, like, it's if, playing through as a narrative? If it was just an A to B movie, or even if it had the Bandersnatchy element where he was, you know, kind of like Run, Lola, Run, or like Source Code or something where it keeps resetting to a certain point, that's fine. But if it was just if it was just a passive movie... And you were just watching it. I think the the latter is better than the former. If there was like this kind of restart nature to it, because mm-hmm. I think that's inherent to the story and what they're trying yeah, to do with it. Yeah. About, yeah, if it was strictly like you made all the right choices to get to the ending here, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be particularly consequential in like a like it. it I th- I think it would kind of fall flat. Okay, honestly, but. I don't know since I haven't watched it that way necessarily. So, kind of like the uh, Memento cut where it's chronological. Yep. Yeah, so it's not a spectacular story if you don't order it. If the it's the sure. Fabula and yeah. Sujay or wh- however you say those two words. Yeah, I don't know. The, you know what? I the order that. versus the never narrative. What you've never watched Memento? No, I love oh. Memento. I watched it many times. I bought the version where With you could play it chronologically, and I never watched. Well, you it have that to way. like take a test in order to get to it too. So. Oh, that that's probably it's probably why. not. I almost never want to do it because I don't want to. I'm one of those people that if, uh, say a sequel to something comes out and it sucks, it kind of taints the original for me a little bit, mm. which is just a problem I have. It's hard for me to divorce. Uh, 
authorial intent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if I watched Memento chronologically and it just like really reeked and I thought it was I shitty. watched it and it's not it's not that it's bad, but it's just so much more meaningful sure. in yeah. the original edit. Right. So what I really got out of this is that bandersnatchy should be a word that people start using. Well, now, now. it is. Just I just like that for a it. minute. Use it twice. People were praising Bandersnatch as being better than Bird Box. <laughs> John hates Bird Box. Bandersnatch is better than Bird Box. You okay. can sponsor the Midwest Game Nerds by not watching Bird Box. Yes, please. I really hated Bird Box. Thank you. I hear it's not very Bandersnatchy. It's not. No. I didn't love Bandersnatch either, but. Mm-mm. <laughs> just watch Haunting on a Hill House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's. So good, yep. and that's a net. Netflix has plenty of really good originals. Bird Box is, uh, it's an interesting idea, until you think about it, and then it becomes really it falls apart. It becomes <laughs> it, yeah, it's like it falls apart faster than a Quiet Place, and a Quiet Place does fall apart the more you think about it. But it's so well made, and so well acted, and uh, and interesting that it doesn't really matter. My only gripe with a Quiet Place was literally the very last scene. The last big action. I haven't seen it Not yet. even like that. Like just when. Yeah, no spoilers for. Oh, you this mean is ending. literally the ending. Like the literal very last, like three seconds where she. When the bandersnatch killed. No, her? when what's what's her name? <laughs> Emily Blunt. When she like cocks the shotgun and smirks. Like I was like, if you would. Well, thanks just, a lot. If you now just, I don't have to watch it. That doesn't ruin anything. If you would have just cut <laughs> that out, it might ruin one scene for you. <laughs> if if that if that just wouldn't would have been cut out, it would have been. It was a movie. it was a tonal left turn yeah it it just did not work for me at all but i loved the rest of it it was great i thought it was a very good movie but uh it it suffered when i and it's partially my fault for picking it apart but once i started really thinking about a lot of the logistics of it i was like but you can do that with any movie yeah some movies you just don't care to because they're so good and it was was really good but um yeah it had its has its little pitfalls they're making a sequel i guess (laughs) a quieter place the quiet oh yeah yeah that's right (laughs) Yeah. Oh, not to Bird Box. No. Yeah. Probably, they probably will to that, too. They got that ending. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <clears throat> the ending of Bird Box, I mean. not uh, it, like, it laughed because it's bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's basically a comedy. Once again, <laughs> I felt the same way about Bird Box that I did about Bandersnatch, except it doesn't have an excuse for the fact that it doesn't emotionally resonate. Because <laughs> like, it's an actual movie? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, why did you guys choose to talk about this? Because it's based on because of the story about this video game. It's and game adjacent, and yeah. we didn't have anything else to talk. about. I thought the, the we, stu- were ex- we were ex- <laughs> we were expecting more of our fans and listeners to write in and want to talk to us, but <laughs> uh, we only got one. Yeah. I actually was going to, and I decided to show up instead. No, that <laughs> we, we wanted to fill at least a hundred minutes for our oh, episode one hundred. Oh, we're easily. past oh, yeah. it at this oh, point. Fine. Great. Uh, I I do. The last thing I'll say about Bandersnatch that that world of like mid 80s video game development i think is an awesome backdrop for like, oh, yeah. a, for like a murder mystery for sure corporate intrigue rubicon go by way of like halt and catch fire i was just gonna say it <laughs> me of that. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. especially in like, even in england like that like that to me because i know a bit about video game development history here in the states but in england it feels 
so foreign because yeah. it is. But it also, <laughs> it just felt. It's like a different country. It was cool. It's like there is somewhere else. Hello, governor. It's a totally different continent. Do you continent. play video games? <laughs> uh, but like even like him going to the record store and what? See, seeing. What? A game on a TV. What are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> Sorry. How did you make your head go that far into your shoulders? This <laughs> is what you do. He's a turtle. Nick, what are you actually doing? My, my neck is too long for that. Uh. I just think that's a really cool setting and setting that hasn't been particularly explored yet. Yeah. I think it was probably more in the time, like in the eighties, like movies like Tron and like War Games and, yeah, like and the Wizard and shit. Yeah. I mean yeah. the Wizard, not the Wizard and shit. <laughs> that's the sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's the remake. <laughs> it's based on Brian's life. <laughs> oh. Well, it's episode one hundred and I just wanted to sneak this in here finally because I've never actually had it cued to actually come up it's a celebrate it's a victory celebration oh for us. the this ewok is, celebration this theme is, this is yub yub nub this is not yub nub this is the good one this is the good one okay yeah why would no, you use the good one because yub nub sucks because the good one is so good this shit is so good we yeah. made it we made it, it to a baseline <laughs> made it to 100 episodes we'll yeah. throw some audio in here to get sued I mean, yeah, whatever. Who cares? It's episode 100. They haven't done it by now. They're never going to do it. You got to at least get to the part where the Ewok is playing drums on the helmets. Yeah. And it sounds so clunky. I don't know. that. Well, this is the, this is actually from the soundtrack, so they might have cut out some of the stuff that actually played with the... But anyway, we uh, made it to 100. We, it's been four years since we started. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listened. Yes. And, uh, I really feel like I shouldn't be here for this part. <laughs> no, you should totally <laughs> be here good, for this dude. part. You've um, been a part of this too, man. I guess that's true. I was on one episode. You've been on a few more than just one, I thought. I think I've only been on the Mad Max one. Hmm. Really? Well, we should fix that. But also, you're a part of the journey. You're a part of the network. You write in all the time, even if it's only to me, but sometimes to everybody on the podcast. Yeah, um, who else is going to comment on my mouth? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> hey, apparently a lot of people do. It really, <laughs> the only reason we keep joking about it is because Nick reinforces it with laughter when I make the jokes. Yeah. So it's like, you know. It's probably really, f- if you were from the outside looking in, I'll be like at my house by myself, dead quiet except for that, and I'm like eating lunch, then I just start laughing out loud because <laughs> I swear to God, the hardest I ever laughed was when you were saying, "If what if Brian was a gun in Destiny? <laughs> and I was dying. <laughs> Definitely be some sort of sidearm. I was dying. What was uh, the name of the name? of the dream dream it was like dream killer dream, dream eater or something something like yeah that. i don't remember i say a lot of really dumb that was shit really f- all man, the time that killed me i swear to god i was i was writing it to alex i was just like that was so funny yeah but yeah i love your guys show thank I, you uh i listen it's the actually the show i listen to with the most regularity awesome i'll build cool. up like a stockpile of a lot of other shows and i'll kind of go through a phase where yeah. i listen to a lot of like there's something like you talking you two to me where i've got a <laughs> This is so distracting. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, almost, it's done now. Um, so good. You gotta do the circle close. Yeah. Okay. For <laughs> episode 200, I want Yub Nub. Maybe. You can probably meet If we again. make it there, then yeah. I'll do it, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I love the show. I think it's super funny. I think you guys do a really good job of being entertaining while also being informative. Oh my God, I sound so much better this one. Why have I, why did you tell me this something <laughs> I, earlier? I, we're still getting used to using these. So uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. It doesn't work for me in any way because my mouth's too small. <laughs> I just always assumed <laughs> these are larger diaphragm microphones to help your sound yeah. 
better. We bought these because of you. Help, help you sound better. I've yeah. just always thought you were telepathic this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> How is he speaking to me? <laughs> His lips aren't even moving. Yeah. He's like chamber. He just has to think think it. Yep. Uh, you guys do a really good job, though, of being informative and entertaining. And I think that's kind of the hardest line to walk. And uh, especially in video games because I feel like 90 something percent of video games journalism is just obnoxious i agree and impossible to listen to yeah it's my read. take on destiny essentially <laughs> that's 90 percent of video games press i've tried i have actually tried listening to other video game podcasts once in a while like if there was a particular game like red dead for example i like listen to your guys stuff i actually listen to your red dead episodes twice <laughs> each of them because sometimes i forget because i'm usually like eating lunch we had more than and, one and i'm doing well you did yeah. like initial we, did, we thoughts. did first impressions oh, yeah, and then we right. did like the actual review oh i've i can tell you about both of them <laughs> um, but I, I've listened I just to them. show up man I don't <laughs> i'm just here uh i actually will search out like other shows and i'll start listening i'm like oh my god these fucking these nerds i can't listen to this <laughs> yeah these fucking guys but well you I'm guys glad. Uh, you guys do a great job i'm glad we're not just nerds you also uh cover a uh good breadth of uh different games which i think is really cool too i feel like a lot of other uh video game players would have a tendency to fall down like all they talk about is rpgs or all they talk about yeah. is fi- not fighting games nobody would talk about all that. we talk about is destiny and rainbow six I do think it's really awesome that you're talking about <laughs> Destiny today. Uh, you guys, I mean, you guys could play other games besides Rainbow Six. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys like it. You, you guys talking about it makes me want to play it. Mm-hmm. And then I usually download whatever update and I fire it up and I get to the menu and then I just throw up and I turn off my <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> because I just get stressed out. <laughs> it's a stressful game. Oh, it's yeah. so, it is so much fun, though. I mean, uh, Alex has done a good job over the years of talking me into playing other games I haven't played. And I think uh, I think that that's kind of reciprocal. I've done probably done the same for him in, yeah. in some regard. Uh, Clearly but, not with books. But you guys... <laughs> no. It doesn't work. We're, we're working. It's just a brick <laughs> wall. Working on it. I bought him some uh, Berenstein Bears we're going <laughs> to try out. <laughs> some some Seek and Find books. Uh, but you guys talking about Rainbow Six really, really, really sold me on it. And then I was actually able to sell Gojo on it. Actually, it was really easy. Uh, it's hard to get him to keep... You hit buy and he was watching? <laughs> no, no, actually. No, because... Certain genres, he like like anything competitive. He doesn't really want to play because yeah, he gets too angry. Yeah. And but when What's I told him like? when I told him about Tachanka, he was like, okay. And yeah. then he picked up the game. And <laughs> yep. he will only play as Tachanka, like to the point where we were playing. He and I it's would the role playing game to him. Basically, <laughs> he and I would play with other kids, like randoms, and they would bitch about it. And he would be like, I don't care. Like, yeah. He was like, listen, I can either play this game so other people are having fun, or I will play this game so I have fun. Well, we just the other day. Uh, Josh, who we play with on PC, did a a, a five kill ace. Yeah, he, he with aced Tachanka. around with Tachanka, and it was <laughs> and it fucking was, it stupid. Was fucking disgusting. beautiful. The video is on our Discord. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, I saw you guys mention that. Go- I watched Gojo it has actually had some pretty clutch Tachanka moments. So yeah. I remember one time, I think we were all playing, or you you were playing with Gojo and I. We were in the uh, what's the level where it looks like a uh, Japanese like temple uh, tower? Is, called, oh, is that tower? Tower. Yes. Yeah. Tower. yeah. yeah. Oh man, he had a killer game in there with Tachanka. It was awesome. I think you were playing too. Probably. I don't remember. How many people on a team? Five. 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 Wait, that one's not Tower. That's that one's one. Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Maybe it might have been the four of us and, and Gojo, actually. I think, I think you were Japanese playing Japanese business building. I Japanese think, yeah, businessmen. Right? <laughs> so close. Anyway, it is a really fun game. <laughs> we I almost made it. <laughs> I haven't played as any of the uh, new operators, like Maverick and uh, Blitz. Maverick no. and... Uh, Oh no! Blitz is the Maverick Maverick's not even the newer Maverick one. You have another Clash, update, to and then download. oh, you really? have Clash, Nomad and Kaid. 
Oh, Ka- sweet. Kaid. So I'm way behind. Cade. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Now seems like a good time for me to pop pop back in yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, I still have it on my PlayStation, unlike them. So if you do. Oh, you guys don't I have it on mine still. I haven't okay. deleted it. I good. have it there just in case. Good. Mm, well, just I right. actually haven't turned on. It's your, hold, your holdout Rainbow Six. I haven't turned on any of my consoles. In John has a copy of Rainbow months. Six hidden in every room in his house. <laughs> Like people have actual guns, <laughs> yes. like hit a table. I, no, actually, I haven't. I haven't turned on my consoles since November. Wow! Because uh, that's the last time I played seventy six, and I haven't had any time to play anything other than Rainbow Six. Because everyone's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Rainbow Six? Okay, Rainbow Six. That's uh, that's another thing that is great about your show is you guys do a really good job of, uh, well, for the most part, divorcing yourself from like the, a lot of the the static what other people are saying about games. Like, I love your enthusiasm. Well, that's for because our opinions are better. <laughs> I think your opinions are yours, and I'm glad you guys stick by them. Yeah, like your your enthusiasm for 76 almost made me pick it up. I, I like, think everybody should pick it up. I think it's a fucking awesome game. If you like Fallout, you will like this game. Period. Like I still stand by. Oh, well, apparently not, John. If you like to spend <laughs> 20 minutes making a character, then shut your PS4 off and turn it on, and realize your character's I f- gone. I really, you'll think, love it. <laughs> I think 76 is to Fallout as the Last Jedi is to Star Wars for a lot of like diehard fans. It just like made them they were repulsed by it, and I don't understand. Like if you if you and that's the whole po- thing. If you like, truly enjoy it, the Last Jedi is better than 76, probably. <laughs> I love the Last I don't Jedi. Know. I did not like. I don't. I haven't time. played enough of seventy six. You yet. didn't even pay for it. I bought I it for you. <laughs> oh, you should definitely. Play I it bought him and Ricky both a copy for Christmas, and I haven't been able to play with either. I tried of them. playing it yeah. twice. The second time, when I rerolled my character that I had worked you guys so have hard a on, benef- a Fallout seventy six benefactor. Yeah, I was walking around. I killed some stuff. I collected some pipe pistols, and then, and then I fell asleep while I was playing. You know, the only I think the only reason I might be a little too fatigued to play it is the. I, the idea of that kind of game that has that level of grind and crafting and that's maybe that's why Borderlands is so refreshing right now because it's the a total inverse of that. You you get a gun, you use it, and then you find a better gun and you throw that gun away <laughs> and you pick up the better gun and you yeah. use well, that. Well that's so I mean, if we're gonna keep talking about seventy six, like I don't think seventy six necessarily has <laughs> what have I done? Has that grind <laughs> per se. Like I don't I haven't felt the need to grind anything because like all of the enemies scale with you unless you enter into an area with where somebody who is a much higher level than you had already been on the server then those enemies are kind of scaled to that person but um i mean i i have been finding better guns like just exploring and, and doing all that and it's it to me it's very i play all of the fallout games much like I'm playing this one, where like I don't really give a fuck about anybody in the towns and things like that. Like I don't care about the NPCs. I want to just explore, and like I dig the lore and the fact that it's in the computers and in the the notes and things that you pick up. Like I make it a point to pick up every single note that you find that some character at some point in the timeline wrote to like their loved one or whatever. Like I like reading all that stuff. So it's like I play all of these fallout games the same way. And, and and so I think 76 is just, it's a good game overall. And I think like, I just, I've been trying to understand what people don't like about it and I can't figure it out. And that's part of what drives me to like keep playing because I'm like, I don't know what they hate and I need to find out what they hate. Can you, is there like a, uh, like if I'm playing with you, for example, and you build mm-hmm. a settlement, can I come and hang out in that settlement yeah. and drop off my shit? Y- and like- you can build your own in my settlement. You can build your own box, or or you can use my my stash box to access your stash. Hmm. 
Like anytime you go into a stash box, stash boxes are like communal in the sense that anybody can use them, but it only accesses their stash. Your space in it, yeah. Can uh, you litter? Okay. Can you build in that, the that same settlement it. though? No, I don't think so. That's kind of silly. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's kind of an addendum. So, like, if I was in your settlement, could I build like a? Could we work together to build the same yeah, base? Yeah, like I don't know. I haven't tried, but. I I would kind of think. No. Uh, all right, this this is because I don't. This is my angle. I don't think you get to workshop <laughs> mode in a place that is not your. It's camp not your session or your or camp. like or like an area that you own as a camp. You could build two camps next to each other, though. Yeah, yeah. That's how I get Gojo to buy this game. There you go. Because that's in a game like like Minecraft or No Man's Sky. That is how we play. He usually. I go kill shit and bring him shit, and he uses that shit to build shit. To build a city. So by oh, I, I will cool. leave. Oh, he because he loves. I would be down for that. I would he bring loves Gojo crafting. my shit. <laughs> oh, dude, he will build the dumbest stuff you've ever seen. All right, <laughs> let's get Gojo That's Enterprises you, going. Like yeah. when when No Man's Sky when the uh, multiplayer update came out, uh, I was excited. I was like, oh, cool, we can actually play together. And he was like, yeah, this is sweet. And I knew he had already sunk a dumb amount of time into into No Man's Sky. But the stuff he showed me he built in his own game, I was like, this is ridiculous. How do you? I still think he has some sort of time turner device where he can make a day longer than <laughs> three gojos playing the same game <laughs> seriously uh, he's got a gojo farm of gojos <laughs> but he, so when we played it together it's like moon there's just a bunch of clones yeah there. seriously he jumped into my session and i had found this really cool planet it was uh, a lot of water but the, these they were like big continents but then there were like these cool islands and i was kind of flying and his ship it was actually pretty classic i was just flying along and he just came in right, right in front of me and appeared but we found i found this cool island and it had this big like plateau it came out of nowhere it was like a a really sheer cliff face and then there was a big plateau Mm -hmm. on top in the middle of the island and i was like let's land here so i landed on top of the plateau he landed on the mainland and he was kind of checking it out he's like oh yeah there's there's good shit here and he knows about every element in the game and what you need to build (laughs) to build what he's like oh yeah he's invented his own he was like there's good shit here so you could build a lot of stuff and i was like okay cool so i built like a landing pad up on the plateau and and he built one down there and I built like a little house and, and like a one chest to put my things in. And then I was out of resources. And he's like, oh, hold on. And he like <laughs> filled the chest with a bunch of stuff that he had in his inventory. Jesus. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. And then I, I we played for another 30 minutes or whatever. And then I, I left. And I came back like a week later the next weekend. I was like, hey, do you want to play No Man's Sky? He's like, yeah. Uh, fired up. He's like, I'll meet you on the up on the plateau. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I load my game up, and, I, and there's a city there. <laughs> and I was Gidopolis. like, there's, there's, a, yeah, there is. And on the on the the mainland, there's this whole like stretch of this coast that he had turned into like a walk. He had like a boulevard he built, and. I was like, what the fuck? And I'm walking around. <laughs> he has a full-time job. And <laughs> he did this somehow in like the span of a week. And I was there. Like, he would be like, yeah, over there is where I'm beginning construction of the underwater section. And <laughs> up, on my, up on my plateau, there was all the, I was walking around looking at all this stuff. And then like the day-night cycle turned and it turned to night and all these lights came on. And I was what? like, what the <laughs> shit? How did you do all this? He's like, yeah, you know, no, no big deal. It's hilarious. So. In Fallout 76, if I could run around and kill things, and he, he likes to do that too. It's, I wouldn't want to deprive him of that, but I know that a week later I would log in and there would be a whole marketplace. A empire. And, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. His, well, have you seen his power armor vault from Fallout yes. 4? Yes. <laughs> what's God. cool is, is you can move your camp like all over the map. And that is cool. They're adding a uh, a terrain altering tool because there are so many spots where you can't put a camp because yeah. of the way the terrain is laid. So they're uh, they're adding the ability for you to like actually resurface it and make flat platforms. Yeah, that was handy in No Man's Sky when they did that. Yeah, yeah. 
That's where I fell off from that game, though, is I got so pissed trying to level terrain for my settlement I wanted to build. Is it like within a pixel? It's like it's too <laughs> it's high and the whole just, thing turns red and you're like, oh, yeah, it's green. Great. It's like I couldn't get it flat where I needed it flat. And maybe it's just something I was missing. Like maybe I had to hold shift or something to yeah. level things out or why whatever. Why it's not just a built-in thing that when you build a platform, it flattens it for you. Yeah, like why, yeah. you, why should, you should be it... able to be like, this is where I want my base. And yeah. the game and goes, then it okay. Just, it just cuts the land for you in the shape that you Instead, want. Instead, you get yeah. the hill like appearing through the plank of wood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Would it be fallout without that? Yeah. Though? <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. I, I do. Even the, sh- the structures that they make and they know are going to be there don't fit properly That's, like that. Yeah. Great. But yeah. Anyway, congratulations, guys, on 100 episodes. It's thank very, you. It's very thank exciting. you very much. Thank you. thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. This was fun. And uh, yeah, to all our listeners who have been along for the ride, we really appreciate it. If you uh, want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at Patreon.com slash MidwestPodNet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo and Alan for their awesome contributions that keep us rolling. We really do appreciate that, guys. As Yay. always, and all the other Patreons, too. I'm not going to name yeah. everybody, but we do uh, we do appreciate all of our Patreons patrons very much so uh, as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher the next episode we're probably going to cover our most anticipated for 2019 uh, and who knows what else is going to happen in the world of activision bungie but we'll figure that out and let you know next time so nick thanks again for joining us yeah thank you guys appreciate it i look and, forward uh, to that episode yeah for sure it'll be a good one and uh yeah thanks again everybody for listening and we'll talk to you later peace